What's going on, all you movie lovers out there? Fat Samurai Guy is here with Lady Fat Blood, and welcome to another episode of the Verbal Nectar Podcast. That's right. The ridiculous name for the ridiculous podcast, brought to you by ridiculous people. That's right. How's it going, babe? It's going. How you doing? Uh, drinking. Drinking. Are you drinking? Hell yeah, I'm drinking. All what right. are you What are you drinking? Non sponsored. Um, non sponsored. Something from Ballast Point. Some kind of ale. Some kind of ale. Yeah. Some kind of ale. Ale. Yes. And uh, you got some concoction that I just made for you. Oh yeah. So some vodka r- and something. Romulan ale. This is blue. It's blue. It's a blue. Dr- it's a blue drink. It's blue and there's vodka in it. Blue drink. With vodka in it. And by the way, y'all are in for some uh, squeaky squeaks. We're in uh, leather chairs that are very old, <laughs> and they're breaking down. So, uh, yeah. sorry. Who, who needs a, you so know, I, a, a ridiculously expensive studio? No. Fuck that. That ain't going to happen with us. No. We, uh, we don't, yeah, we don't, we don't have that kind of money. <laughs> we don't have the kind of money, we don't have the kind of time. Our, our money goes to our house payments. That's right. And, and our Mortgage. Bills, and our bills. Yeah. So that's <laughs> bills. That's, that's it. right. That's it. But. We do have time to talk about what we love, which is movies, trailers, movie news, all that good stuff. And et we love etc. 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 And we highly recommend you guys get some booze. Yes, get some booze. <laughs> this is gonna be a lo- another long one. It's gonna be another long one. We've been watching movies this week. I know. What the hell? It, 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 there's been times where once in a while we get a chance, get some free time, and we sit down and watch movies, but. You know, with our work schedules, it's very difficult. Yeah, we're lucky to see each other five minutes a day sometimes. Yeah, so. but I've been watching movies on my own. You've been watching movies. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just pulling it out, pulling it out of the wallet. Yeah. Popping it in and going, hey, yeah. movies. Because guess what, y'all? We have movies in our wallets that we've owned for years and never watched. Years, that's right. And you're going to trip out when you hear us talk it's about... In, and we're going to be very embarrassed. Yes. And you can make fun of us all you want. It's yes. fine. We've made fun of ourselves for this. <laughs> I watched a movie that we're going to talk about later that I was like, wow, that was really good. Yeah. And I looked it up and I was like, god damn it, the movie's 12 years old. Yeah. 12 years? Ashamed of myself. Holy shit. Absolutely ashamed of I don't know, it was 12 years. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Embarrassing. But let's go ahead and get started today. All right, uh, Tomb Raider sequel, this, the sequel no one asked for. This came out of nowhere, and you kind of surprised me with this the other day. Um, so I'm the Tomb Raider junkie of the group. Um, Tomb Raider, uh, my cousin, the cranky critic, introduced me to the PS1 Tomb Raider games back in 1996, I believe. I was over at his house, and he was playing... Uh, probably the off and on the first and the second game at that point. Uh, I rolled my eyes because all I saw was a chick in short shorts and the camera was going up her ass crack. And uh, <laughs> I thought this was sexist and it was for teenage boys. <laughs> and I thought it was ridiculous and dumb and stupid. And then I actually played the game and I sucked balls at it. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. Everybody knows that those controls were terrible. Um, but eventually I got better at it and I fell in love with the series and it's like probably my favorite series next to Rush and Clank. One of the only series, one of two series I've actually stuck with. And, um, yeah, so they remade it back in 2013 and, um, it's had had three games 
in this new iteration for the for the PS3 and now the PS4. And you've given them a shot. Some things some things you like, some I things have, you didn't. Um, I got I got to say I I enjoy them, but I don't love them. They're not my Tomb Raider. Uh, it's similar to the J.J. Abrams Star Trek universe. I enjoy them, but right. they are not my Trek. Right. Um, I, I, I enjoy elements of this new Tomb Raider, but it's just not... I would not say this is my go-to era. Right. Um, and my guiltiest pleasure... One of my guiltiest pleasures is the... the the Lara Croft Tomb Raider film, specifically the first Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider, yes. Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Um, I like the first one more than the second one. Even it's a though, guilty pleasure. It's actually kind of fun. Even though the second film is much more polished, yeah. I believe the first one was directed by uh, Simon West, mm-hmm. um, who I think did the first Expendables. Yes. Um, but the second movie was directed by Jan DeBont, I want right. to say. The guy who did he did one of the Expendables. I think Stallone did the first one. Oh, okay. Okay, there you yeah. go. Oh, he might have done the second one then. Um, but the second movie was much more polished and did not feel as choppy as the first movie, but I just like the first movie better. It, the second movie, I'm going to say it, is boring. It's, you know, and the first movie, <coughs> the first movie felt more like a Tomb Raider game to me. Yeah. There was a little more vision, uh, not vision, um, visuals. Yeah. That had a little more, um... You can't links yeah. to the games yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was cheesy as hell, and it was stupid, and you could tell the movie was close to two hours long, and you could yeah. tell that it was missing pieces and mm-hmm. scenes. You could tell that there was so much that they had to cut out for time. They probably cut out thirty minutes. You could tell. You could see it, and you go just look at the deleted scenes, and you're like, oh my god, there was so much of this movie that they had to edit out. Right. And you don't even know if it really was would have been worth it, but whatever. But it's a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah. So. You know, I still equate that to my old Tomb Raider games, even though it was kind of that bridge between the PS1 games and even the PS2 Angel of Darkness, which I, I just can't. I can't with that <laughs> game. I just can't. Um, but then, you know, you skip that. You skip Angel of Darkness and then you go into Tomb Raider Legend and Anniversary and then Underworld. I think Tomb Raider, like Lara Croft Tomb Raider, those two movies are kind of like that bridge in between the PS1 and then the next gens. And so I, I kind of like lump those all in together. So then, yeah, what was it, 2018? Was it 2017? Maybe 2017. The Alicia Vikander right. um, Tomb Raider movie comes out. Based and off of the re- more recent games. Yeah, it's basically, <clears throat> it's basically exactly, um, not a shot for shot, but from what I can remember of the 2013 reboot of Tomb Raider, it's basically that. Right. It's basically based off of that. It's I, very similar. I don't remember why I bought it. The the canter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of curiosity. Is that, I think oh, it was, it was cheap. cheap. It was really cheap. It was cheap. Okay. And at this it point, wasn't it wasn't that bad. You know, especially for a video game that's movie. The, that's what I, that was my point. The problem is yeah. that the video game film genre has a very very low bar. It's garbage. It, it the the bar is so low, you you'd have to you'd have to get a ruler to to get under it. I mean, it's the just, bar is so low that people talk about the World of Warcraft movie, the War Warcraft. Yeah, and they are like, this is garbage, right? Mm-hmm. But when I watched it, I was like, it's all right. <laughs> Yeah. Because I'm looking at it through the through the lens of video game movie genre, and it's so bad. Yeah. Hitman 47 oh. can go fuck itself. Oh 
That's one of yeah. those movies I forgot I even saw. Yeah. We saw that in the theater, didn't and we? And we reviewed it for the channel. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's going to be painful yeah. to watch. It's so bad. Oh, damn. The, the, it's, the bar is so low that yeah. movies like Warcraft, it's like, oh, well, it's one of the better yeah. ones. And and so so as far as video game films, Rampage. Go, oh, don't! I will fight you. That's another. That. That's another movie. I will fight anyone. I love that movie. <laughs> I don't care. I love Rampage. I yeah. rewatched that again. I love it. I do not yeah. care. It's so dumb. It's a fun kaiju movie. So dumb. I love yeah. it. I fucking yeah. love it. It's so bad. It's good movie. Yeah. But but at least there's entertainment out of it. it there is. Right. There is. But and, then, yeah, the bar has been set so low that Rampage yeah. is one of the better ones. And and so keeping that in mind, as well as this movie. Yeah. And so keeping that in mind, this movie. When you when you take a concept like the 2013 Tomb Raider film or Tomb Raider game, where they played it so safe, they made Lara. They they okay. So original Lara, the whole appeal was that she's this globe trotting, gun toting, rich heiress. She comes from this well to do family. You know, she gets bored. She gets. You know, the, this bug up her butt, her original story is she crashes in the Himalayas and she has to rely on her wits to survive and then she gets it up her butt that she wants to, she wants to, she wants to... A lot you know, of things up her butt, yeah, I, I noticed. She, she wants to, well, I mean, she's Lara Croft. <laughs> and she wants to, you know, become this adventurer. Now, eventually her story gets changed that her father is an archaeologist and so that runs in the family, but that's later on in the, in the, in the story. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Uh, whatever the case is, you know, the whole point of Lara is that her adventures are outlandish and outrageous and yeah. she's over the top and her movesets are ridiculous and over the top and she's able to do these ridiculous acrobatics and jump inhuman lengths right. and do these inhuman things and it's cartoonish and it's not realistic and that's yeah. why I loved it. It's not supposed to be. But that's what I'm saying. They they took all of that in 2013 and they're like, well, we're better than that now. So we're going to make her human. We're going to yeah. make her vulnerable. We're going to take her tits and shove them into B cups. And we're going to take her ass and <laughs> shove they? them into pants. How dare they? Pant we're going to, you know, we're not going to sexual, we're going to desexualize her because we want to make her more human. I'm offended. We don't want to give her guns. She has to have a bow and arrow to survive. <laughs> we don't want her to raid tombs. We want her to shoot people every five goddamn minutes, which I hate combat. I love exploration. I love puzzle solving. I never played Tomb Raider games to fight people. But that's what the 2013 and forward games did. They took a, a, an adventure puzzle platformer and they made it a combat-based, you know... Uncharted Nathan Drake. Exactly. Yeah. And I hated that. It's like, whenever... Half the time, like the, the third game... That I, I never finished, which I'll probably next year, a year from my last checkpoint, I'll go back and I'll be like, wow, I haven't played this game in a year. Yeah. I literally deviated from the main plot because I didn't give a shit so I could go raid all the tombs. Because oh. the tombs are side missions. Oh, wow. That's what, the, that's what the exploration part of Tomb Raider became. It became side missions. Wow. And it became all about the main story of saving this village yeah. and all this crap. But Shoot anyway, Raider. Pretty much. Pretty much. So so you have this first game in 2013 where it's, you humanize Lara, she's vulnerable, she's looking for what happened to her father and her legacy and all that. 
So the plot is so basic and she's so human now that anybody that's competent could easily have structured a film after it. And luckily they didn't get UV Bowl. Which I always wanted a Yuva Bowl Tomb Raider movie starring Megan Fox. I feel, I feel oh ripped my God. off. I feel ripped off that I never got that. That would have been the greatest movie Could ever. Just imagine Megan Fox with a British accent. That's yeah. all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I think the world was robbed, but that's we'll never get it now. Um, but so they, you know, they got somebody competent, and they made a movie based off of the game, and it's a competent film. Yeah, it's it's based off it's, of the game it's it's not, almost to a T, yeah, except for the first great. the first fifteen minutes of the film are unwatchable. Yeah, it's pretty I, bad. I, I, all I remember is this terrible bike chase, and mm-hmm. it was just it was awful. It was a race. It was it was ugly. Yeah, it hurt to watch. It yeah. was it was obnoxious. The music was bad. It was it was terrible. That's all I remember. And I was like, oh my god! I it was like the first fifteen minutes of Solo where I was just like, <laughs> oh my god! I don't know if I'm gonna make it. And then it settled down and it became the 2013 video game, basically in in movie form. And right, right, right. So it was fine, but yeah. I didn't really think it made much of an impact. It seemed like because Warcraft came and went, and then. Uh, what was it? Um, Assassin's Creed did not do well at no, all. It no. seemed like Tomb Raider just kind of came and nobody talked about it, and it didn't really seem to make a whole lot of money. I don't think money. it bombed. No, but it just didn't seem to make an impact. Right there in the middle, I think it's it a very unremarkable film. Yeah, it's not bad. Right, but it's not incompetent, so it's just fine. Right, like the 2013 film. Right, I mean, right. the 2013 game. It's yeah. just fine. Yeah. But the 2013 reboot obviously was a, a tremendous hit. That's the, why they the, made so the positive that we got out of the film, though. Very disappointed in, in uh, Walton Goggins, right, as the villain. Very disappointed in him. Uh, could be due to direction, I don't know, or script, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's but that guy's a really good actor, and he was just like, he was just like, he was sleepwalking. I'm, yeah, but I mean, with that kind of material, yeah, what were you supposed to do with it's that? True. That's how I. But. Saw it. Gotta give uh, uh, Vikander props. I thought she did well. It looks like she did train. It was fine. She she gave she, effort. She was fine. Yeah. I mean, and that was the, that was the problem with the film for me though. Where is the first? I don't. I want to say it was like two thousand one Tomb Raider movie or Tomb Raider Tomb Raider two thousand one or two thousand two yeah. Lara Croft yeah. movie. I want to say one of those two. Yeah. I, it was dumb and it was fun. Right. It was over the top, much like the video games. Uh-huh. This was just. Play it safe, fine. Like yeah. the game. Right. So, again, I don't know where they're going to go. I don't know if they're going to keep... I don't know if they're going to base this off of the next game. Which, personally, my favorite in the trilogy so far has been the second game. So They might as well. So, right? I mean... Maybe that'll be interesting. I don't know. Perhaps. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Maybe they'll do their own thing. I don't know. I just don't know where this is going. Yeah. Much like the games. It's I don't just... know what this. Is. I don't know what the point of all of this. I've been waiting for her to become real Lara, but the problem is, in 2019, my real Lara can no longer exist. Right. We cannot have 90s Lara Croft anymore because she's offensive, and that yeah. pisses me off. Yeah. Because it's no longer acceptable for women to enjoy role models like that. Yeah. And that irritates me because, yeah, I used to look at her and go, oh, just for the guys to whack off to and blah, blah, blah. But no, I ended up loving her. Like, I ended up really having fun playing her. And because you gave her. it a shot. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I ended up having a lot of fun playing as the character and liking her attitude. The characters today have to be relatable. They have to be relatable and they can't be sexy. Mm -hmm. They can't be, they can't have their tits hanging out. They can't have, they can't be objectified, which is like, you know, it's just like, you can't have fun anymore. Yeah. And it's like, you can have, you can have a little bit of both. You can have a little bit of eye candy. But then it's so problematic that certain people start screaming yeah. and wagging their fingers and all that. And then boycotts. It's dumb. And it's, it's, dumb. it's really irritating. But I'm, I'm surprised uh, we're getting a sequel, really. I'm kind of surprised. That kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it didn't really make that big of an impact to warrant. But then Death uh, Note's getting a sequel. Death so Note. I guess anything is possible. <laughs> you want to talk about the sequel nobody fucking asked for? Yeah. Death Note. Netflix's Death Note is getting a goddamn sequel. I'm stunned. Nobody. I'm stunned with that. But nobody wanted that. Nobody wanted the first one. And they're making a sequel. The Kill List, I heard, was an excellent movie. I've always wanted to watch it. I'm going to have to put that on the list of movies to watch. You never know, we may review it on the channel. But the Kill List, I heard, was really good. But the director of the Kill List is the guy doing the sequel for Tomb Raider. Interesting. So, like you said, we'll we'll see where it goes. Yeah. But just you know, she has her she had her moments in the first movie where she did kind of go off and be a little bit of a badass. But I wanted her to like just rampage, man. Like when she gets her first kill mm-hmm. uh, in the in the movie. It's a cool moment because it's just like, holy shit, you know, I, I'm fighting for survival. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to kill this dude, but I got to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm a, they're trying to kill, they're trying to kill me. What am I going to do? Right. Mm-hmm. And that was a great moment in the movie. That's where I was like, I was, that was the only part of the movie where I was like, yes, mm-hmm. you know, she's in the mud and it's raining and she strangled the dude and, 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 and taps him out and kills him. And I was just like, here we go. She's, they, they pushed her too far, man. Fuck it. Now she's like, fuck it mode. Yeah. And she had a few moments where she was stealthy and she had a bow and arrow. She was kicking ass a little bit. But, like you said, let's have some fun. Let's beef up the action some more. Give her some guns. More action. Hand-to-hand combat scenes in the first movie. Eh. Not really that great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, we'll, let's see what happens. So. Yeah. Fingers crossed for another solid video game movie. Now, here's where I'm just like, why why are we doing this? But at the same time, I'm kind of digging it. And that is the G.I. Joe spinoff films called Snake Eyes. And from the casting alone, they're already saying, fuck the first two movies. (laughs) These movies don't exist. Whose idea was this? I don't I know. know. I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, at first I was like, why are we doing this? Because if you if you stop and think about it, the first two G.I. Joe movies aren't great movies. Uh, the first one's a guilty pleasure for me, but I don't really watch it that much. Um, the second one was definitely had way better action, better fire choreography. It was a better movie. Uh, but still had a lot of problems. It was dumb as hell, but it yeah. was easier to watch. It was easier to watch. Uh, there were some slight improvements, though. But we can agree. Even I think everyone can agree that even if they hate the first two GI Joe movies, right? Snake Eyes was bri- brilliantly played by Ray Park. 
I think he was perfectly casted uh, as Snake Eyes in those movies. He looked badass. The design, his suit, his mask, everything was great. The fight scenes with him was great. Every time he showed up, it was it was just awesome to see Ray Park as Snake Eyes. That that was I think everyone can agree with that. That was one of the positives of the first two uh, GI Joe films. Mm. Uh, but as movies, well, <laughs> like I said, <clears throat> kind of guilty pleasures. But I guess they said fuck all that noise. We're doing our own little spinoff movie. And uh, as of right now, Henry Golding from the film Crazy Rich Asians uh, is playing Snake Eyes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm excited about this, though. Andrew Koji, the lead martial arts actor, star of the Cinemax series Warrior, based off of some of the writings, uh, script writings from Bruce Lee. I've heard nothing but great things about this. Uh, Nina Lusik, our boy from Germany, has seen the series, and he immediately uh, <laughs> messaged me, Oh my God, you got to watch Warrior now. You have to watch it now. And uh, I think uh, Lee uh, from Film Combat Syndicate, our buddy Lee, also was uh, letting us know about it, that it's been getting a lot of buzz. So I would like to, if possible, I would like to review that for the movie Dojo, uh, Warrior, if you guys are unaware. Warrior on Cinemax, I think it, I believe it's finally coming out on Blu-ray soon. So we'll, we'll definitely be picking that up. But he is playing Storm Shadow. So Henry Golding is the new Snake Eyes. Andrew Koji is Storm Shadow. Uh, and brought on the cast, Iko Uwais, <laughs> our boy from Indonesia, the martial arts legend, Iko is playing Hardmaster. And Hardmaster is the teacher of Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. So I know you mentioned, like, how is that going to work? Because the legendary Gerald Okamura played Hardmaster in the first G.I. Joe film. Uh -huh. It's like, how is that going to work? Because Eco still looks really young. Yeah. So most likely it's probably going to be flashbacks. Maybe the flashback and their kids or whatever, and he's there training them. Maybe they give... Eco some facial hair or something like that. Yeah. I'm sure they'll work it out. Yeah. But hey, this as long as it has badass martial arts action sequences, man. Yeah. And we got a good story told here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I don't know whose idea this was, but yeah. I don't know how there's a market for this, but I mean, yeah. okay. But shout out to I don't I want I don't want to just give Ray Park shout out. Shout out to uh, our boy that played Storm Shadow. In the first two G.I. Joe movies. Uh, Byung Hun Lee. Yeah. I'm, I I'm, apologize if I say his name wrong. One of the greatest Korean actors ever. Yeah. This guy, how is it possible to be good at everything? <laughs> like, if this guy wanted to be a model, succeeded. Mm -hmm. Martial arts star, action star, succeeded. Dramatic actor, winning awards, succeeded. Yeah. Star in horror films, succeeded. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, drama, period piece, sagas, succeeded. Yeah. How do you succeed in everything? It was in a damn western, succeeded. Yeah. <laughs> the movie itself wasn't, um, but... Oh, I'm thinking, I know what you're thinking about. Which one are you thinking about? You're thinking about the Magnificent Seven remake. Yeah. That, that. <laughs> Which one are you thinking? His character, you kind of remember a little. Yeah. A little. That the movie. The movie was forgettable, yes. Yeah. I'm talking about the good and the bad and the weird. Ah, 
If you guys have not seen that awesome, badass, fun-as-hell western, I highly recommend you guys check that out. But, yeah, let's let's see where this goes. Yeah. Let's see where it goes. So, I'm kind of surprised they're just not rebooting G.I. Joe. Like, why, why are they not just starting over? And why going with the martial arts aspect of things? Because that's not, like, for an American perspective, yeah. Yeah. that is not where the money is. Right. I hate to say that. I, right. That sounds awful, but Americans don't give a shit about that. <laughs> no. I mean, that's not, not, that's, straight not to, a, that's where the straight-to-video genre lies in America. Like, in other countries, sure. And it's a shame that recently it's, it's that way. But, hey, I'm all for it. I'll support it if oh, it's badass. I'm very curious. There's, a good, there's good news and bad news, though. Oh. The director of this movie I, um, directed yeah. Red, yeah. which was a fun Little action thriller yeah. starring Bruce Willis. Yeah, this bothers me. That's the good. Yeah. The bad is he also directed R.I.P.D. <laughs> Which was not a Men in Black ripoff at all. The trailer itself is not even remotely a Men in Black ripoff. Like. Which I still want to watch. I want to see if it really is that bad. Yeah. Uh, but we, I, I think everyone agrees that it was not a great movie. So, yeah. So, we'll, we'll see what happens with the Snake Eyes film. All right, let's talk about James Gunn's uh, Suicide Squad reboot. James Gunn attempts to save DC. <laughs> yeah. DC, you know what? DC, I'm rooting for you. <coughs> you pissed me off a couple times. But, damn it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't have a lot of hope for Wonder Woman 84. Because I don't know where you're going with this. I really don't. I really like the first Wonder Woman. Yeah, it was fun. But I don't know about the sequel. I don't know how you're going to pull this off, just based on your own continuity that you've set up. Because you said in 1918 or whatever, you know, she goes to World War One, she fights, and then she disappears until BVS. But now all of a sudden she's showing up in 1984. Okay, well you just fucked yourself up and you just lied. Okay, you fucked up. In Justice League, we all know the train wreck that was Justice League. Okay. <laughs> but you brought me back a little with Aquaman. Aquaman was one of the dumbest movies ever made, but by God, <laughs> was it fun. And we just talked about in the last podcast, Shazam was more fun than it had any right to be. Yeah. It was better than it had any right to be. Yeah. And I, what I love best about it, it had its own sense of humor, and it did not feel like a Marvel film. It yeah. had its own style. Yeah. And it was fun and not too dark. Right. Without feeling like it was ripping off the Marvel formula to me. Yeah. That's how it felt. Mm-hmm. So I'm rooting for you. Yeah. I'm We're, rooting for you. We are not Marvel fanboys. But Suicide Just, we Squad. Like, we like it all. We but, like DC. We like Marvel. We like everything. But Suicide Squad, one day we're going to do a video on Suicide Squad again. We're going to revisit it. We're going to revisit this movie. Because <laughs> by God, we have a second opinion on that Suicide Squad film. Yes, we do. We rewatched it when it came out with the extended cut. Yes. And oh my God, I'm ashamed. Yeah. I'm ashamed of what I said the first time I I'm, saw that I'm film. embarrassed. Well, it's more me than you. I'm still ashamed of what I said. Uh, I'm still ashamed of what I said. And, and It's going to be cringe going back and watching our review, oh yeah. review of that I'm film. I'm going to want to slap my stupid face. <laughs> I'm going to want to slap myself right in the mouth. You shut your fucking mouth, you dumbass. 
And we recently just gave away to Sexy Sumo the Pops, the Funko action figure Pops of Suicide Squad. We just gave it to him. We we're like, here you go, man, free we're Pops. We're embarrassed to look at them. Yeah, because it's embarrassing. And um, so, I would, I, I love a good salvage story. Yeah, I, I love any like when, when, when there was talks back in the day with um, Rogue One and bringing Darth Vader back and then obviously Hayden Christensen that didn't happen but then there's talks of Hayden Christensen coming back as Vader at some capacity but then Jimmy Smith showed up in Rogue One and there was talks about bringing uh, Ewan McGregor back in the movies in some capacity as Obi-Wan and all that I'm like you know what I don't like the prequels right? but if you can salvage anything please it's the same thing with Days of Future Past, X-Men Days of Future Past, salvaging X3. If you can salvage anything that bad has happened in a movie's continuity, yeah. salvage it. Right. Do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Bring it Bring it back. Find a way to bring it back around. Don't erase it. Don't sweep it under the rug. Bring it back. I know some people may not agree with this, but this for us, this is a good example. Triple X. Yes! Yes! Triple X 2. Was one of the most boring fucking movies. Oh, it was generic. Ever. Yeah. It was so hard to watch that it was like, why did we do this to ourselves? But by God, was it worth it by the end of Triple X3? The Return of Xander Cage. When Ice Cube showed up. It was fucking worth it. Yeah. Just for that moment. It was hilarious. It fucking was. And that's, and and for, 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 for James Gunn to come in and possibly salvage anything. From that train wreck, travesty, yeah. piece of shit, Suicide Squad. Spoilers, I can't fucking stand that movie now. <laughs> um, I'm just going to throw this out here. Yeah. Bright is better than Suicide Squad. I like Bright better than Suicide Squad. And Bright, the year it came out, was considered one of the worst movies of the year. But I can sit down... And enjoy Bright. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But it's from the same director. Ah, uh, the Will Smith with the orcs. Yeah, Joel, Ed- the very Joel odd. Uh, Edgerton. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the orcs. The fantasy right. brought in modern times. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's how bad yeah. Suicide Squad is now. Yeah. Revisiting it. Yeah. Bright is better than that movie. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I know it's too early to jump the gun here. Yes. But the castle already, the castle already this is looking great. Yeah. So this is what we have here. We have returning. We have Margot Robbie, of course. We have Viola Davis, of course. But we have Idris Elba, Michael Rooker, Taika Waititi. <laughs> said, fuck you, Marvel. I'm, I'm doing another Thor movie for you guys, but I'm, I'm coming over to DC to do Look this. Look at James Gunn. He's, he, right? He, Marvel acquiesced and brought him back for Guardians 3 finally. Yeah. They, yeah. you know, the world forgave him. Mm-hmm. And he's doing Guardians 3 and he's doing this. Very so. surprised Joel Kinnaman is coming back. Uh, yeah. Captain Flag. I'm very surprised he's coming back, but he's back. Yeah. And the best part now, Margot Robbie is great. She's great. It's like, it's obvious. Okay. She's a, she would be the first positive. Oh, if you have to randomly just really quickly throw a positive. Of what was the best thing out of the first Suicide Squad is Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I beg to differ, sir. 
<laughs> Our boy. Jai Courtney. These words should never be uttered by yes. human mouths, but yeah. here, here yes. you go. Our boy Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang. If you watch Suicide Squad again, Captain Boomerang is the best part of that fucking movie. He is hilarious. He is relatable. He's taking he he is more realistic and and reacts to everything as how everyone else should be reacting. Like, why are we going up and fight, fighting this fucking sorcerer? <laughs> and I have a boomerang. What the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Captain Boomerang is the best part of Suicide Squad. So, he's returning. Thank God uh, for all you wrestling fans out there. John Cena's in the movie. I don't know why, but he's there. And we have Nathan Fillion. That's right. The legend. Our boy, Nathan Fillion, is in this movie. Now, there's a whole bunch of other people. Uh, I'm not sure who they are. But, what has piqued our interest even more is there's a little name on here uh, from a, a gentleman that we are fans of by the name of Peter Capaldi. Yeah. Yes, Doctor Who himself yeah. is on here. And the, I would love it if he was the villain of this movie. The Doctor Who If Idris Elba's not the villain, yeah. Peter Capaldi has to be the villain. That would be nice. That would be a lot of fun. The Doctor Who got a bad rap. But I thought I thought his series ended well. I don't know. I never made it that far. I thought the second half was okay. I never made it that far. Mm. You know, I used to be a fan of the show, and then I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) That was a thing that happened, and I'm over it now. I'm still confused with the Birds of Prey stuff. I don't know. Because I saw a teaser trailer thing, and I was kind of like, okay, is this coming out before Suicide Squad? I don't know. So I'm not I'm not sure what what's going on with the birds of prey. Same, same. DC DC Warner they just they just like what are we doing? I know. What are we doing with ourselves? They have their Sony moments. They're, uh... But yeah, fingers crossed. I I will be there to see the sequel despite or excuse me, the reboot despite what we thought of the first one. All right. Now, you're going to hate this news. I'm actually okay with it. <laughs> I'm actually okay with it. And I'm, I'm going to tell you why you're going to hate it. Okay? So, most recently, rumor news that has gone around the internets and all them Twitters and shit. We have possibly a reboot to one of the classic, cult classics, uh, action movies from the 80s, Cobra. Starring Sylvester Stallone. It is a cult classic. It's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, we might have a reboot to it. Now, I, I'm really not against a reboot to this film. It's been, a, it's been a long time. Why not? Fuck it, right? Why not, right? Uh, but, Robert Rodriguez has been approached by Sylvester Stallone. And just to let you guys know, me and Lady Fat Blood have been the biggest Robert Rodriguez uh, fans <laughs> For his early work, uh, his early work is is that's the shit. That's the Robert Rodriguez we miss. Uh, you know, Dust Till Dawn, Desperado. I mean, El Mariachi. I mean, it, it, that's the early work of Robert Rodriguez is what we miss. And uh, he's kind of been off and on, doing some spy kid shit. Uh, we had fun with the Machete movies. You know, those were fun, goofy movies. Um, I enjoyed Alita Battle Angel. I thought it was fun. For what it was, I thought it was fun and entertaining. 
but you, you have lost faith, uh-huh. right? Yeah, more or less. <clears throat> now, why is that? He's is it, is it, he's gone soft. I. You think he's gone I think, soft? I think directors, when they get older, it's it's the Steven Spielberg syndrome. The balls shrink. They 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 tend to fall off. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's like they when you're younger and you don't have kids or your kids aren't old enough for you yeah. to give a shit yet. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. No. I don't know what it is. But when you get older and you just you just don't have that edge anymore. James yeah. Cameron happened to him. The only person it hasn't really happened to is Scorsese. Scorsese is the only director so far that I have seen that is still making yeah. good, like legitimately good, not just oh it's 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 fine. No, right. Like Spielberg, his movies they still look good. Right. But I don't like watching his movies anymore. Right. The, 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 the magic is the gone. magic from the Steven polish, Spielberg. The is polish gone. is there, but yeah. the magic is not there anymore. But Scorsese, his movies are still Scorsese right. movies. Speak maybe to, maybe Tarantino also. They're, yes. they're still the same, right. same uh, the same Tarantinoisms, the same everything. Yeah. But yeah, Rodriguez. It's like again, you know, the Machete movies were fine, and Predators had its moments. But he wrote that. He didn't yeah, direct that. That's true. That's um, true. Maybe I would that's, have maybe that's why there I would was some have, violence and gore, but right. You know. I would have to say Robert Rodriguez's best film or last good movie, like great movie, that had an impact for its time would probably be uh, Sin City. Mm. Uh, we have not. We still have not seen did the sequel direct, yet. Did you direct the sequel? Yeah, we haven't. But I'm pretty sure the first movie is still better. Now Frank Miller got a co-director credit for the first. Yeah, movie. but did he, did he for the second movie or was that all Rodriguez? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's probably the last great, really, really, really great Robert was, Rodriguez movie. That was a long movie. time ago. <laughs> I know, that was a long time ago. But, you know, that was that but style. I don't, I don't have an issue with Stallone letting him do what he wants um, with it. It could be in worse hands. It could be in Brett Ratner's hands. Oof. You know, it could be in worse hands. So, whether they do a reboot movie or they do a series, an R-rated Mature rated series, why not? Mm-hmm. Tango and Cash Two. <laughs> now another fun '80s action icon team up movie. You got Sylvester Stallone again with the amazing Kurt Russell, the scene stealing Kurt Russell, and it's a fun movie. If you guys have not seen Tango and Cash, it's a, it's a good time. Um, <laughs> I don't know as much as as much as a fan. As I am in the first film, I just I don't I'm I'm trying to picture three hundred year old Stallone <laughs> and two hundred fifty year old uh, Kurt Russell. Like I I am trying to picture them. I don't know. They're in the geriatric ward trying to decide who <laughs> took their denture cream. I mean, like I just don't know. Like physically, that's what f- physically they can shoot a gun. Physically, they're fine. Um, well, this they is ha- on the brink of us about to go see Ramble 5. Yeah, son. Okay, Last so, Blood. I mean, Kurt Russell's still making Fast and Furious, even though he's not... He can shoot guns. They can shoot guns. He's the crew, but still. It's like, yeah. He's still making movies, which is fine, but Tango and Cash. I just, 30 years later? I just, there's no, I don't see a, fa- a huge, besides me, 
there's really no huge fan base that would go see this movie. This movie would pop. That movie was kind of panned when it came out. Yeah, no one really liked it. So, but it's a fun movie. I don't is, know why. It is fun, but nobody really liked it when it came out. So why would they... I don't know. I just... I don't know. The last thing I heard was Kurt Russell kind of was going, eh, I don't know about this. Cause Kurt, I read... Kurt, buddy, go with your gut. <laughs> Jesus, don't do it. Don't let Stallone make it. Don't talk... Tombstone 2. <laughs> <laughs> Another adventure with Wyatt Earp, mm. and he comes across aliens. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think at this point Stallone is like Arnold. They're having fun now. They're just having fun, um, you know, reliving the old days and and sequeling and their old properties. I think they're just having a good time now. Mm. But. I would, I, I, I would, I can see Tango and Cash as maybe a sh- fun short. They get, to, they got together for a fun little short and just had fun, yeah. or fake trailer. Yeah. That would be hilarious. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be hilarious. No you know what they should do? A fake trailer with them in it. A fake trailer, Tango and Cash do a fake trailer, and see how everyone reacts to it on the internet. And if there's a lot of buzz, like, oh my, like, it's fake. Like, none of, they shoot stuff that's not going to be in the movie or whatever. It's just fake. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh my God, this this could be awesome. And yeah. then, and then, all right, we'll do the movie, right? Yeah. But yeah, Tango and Cash 2. I, I don't know about that one. But we will see what happens. <laughs> what other what other movies from the 80s could they see, try to sequel now? Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to make Commando 2. <laughs> John Matrix Return. Alright, movie trailer time now. So, when we went to go see Ready or Not, which is a fun horror comedy, uh, dark comedy, me and o- the OGP went to go see Ready or Not. We came across a trailer, and... <laughs> and visually, it looks fine. Visually, it looks fine. Um, but towards the end of the trailer... During the trailer, the letters were appearing on the screen. And then we go back to the scene from the movie, and then another letter will pop up on the screen. Go back to the scene from the movie, and then another letter will pop up. And towards the towards the end, OGP was like, if this comes out and to spell underwater, this is fucking bullshit. Like, this is bad. And then right after that, it said, released in January. So you know what that means. Mm. It's a fuck you, it's January movie. Mm. Where they're, where studios are afraid of their properties and don't yeah. have the biggest hopes in their properties, they'll release it in January. I don't know if you guys knew that. Yep. Uh, sometimes some good movies come out in January, but that's usually what fuck you, it's January means. And it, it stars Christian Stewart, uh, unfortunately our boy um, Vincent Cassell... Oh, the French guy is is in there. Unfortunately, he's in there in the movie, and uh, some other people. But it's, it looks like it's they're kind of kind of got the vibe that they're underwater miners, very deep underwater, and then an earthquake happens, and uh, it unleashes something from below, and uh, from the trailer, it kind of looks like possibly aliens. 
some kind of alien creature that lay dormant, is awakened, or just comes out. And our movie begins. And it looks like uh, it should be a rated R fucking movie, but they believe it's PG-13 film, so... Uh, yeah, that movie can go fuck itself. You know what? If you're gonna release it in January, yeah, fuck you've it. You've already admitted that it's a piece of shit movie, mm-hmm. so you're not gonna make any money off of it. So just fucking, yeah, just just go on, man. Yeah. Just fuck it. You've already yeah. fucked it up. Oh and my God, it's so stupid. And I just mentioned to Lady Fab Blood, I was talking to her uh, last week about a subject I like to call. Where the fuck are all the creature features? Where are the creature features? Damn it. I miss the creature features. It was right after we watched uh, Lake Placid. <laughs> and I uh, showed that to Lady Fab Blood. And uh, we had a lot of fun revisiting that. And another movie uh, I highly recommend is a great monster flick. It's a movie called The Relic. So you have The Relic and like Lake Placid is fun. And I'm like, everything's fucking ghosts. Paranormal activity, the found footage genre is dead. That's gone. So now it's all paranormal stuff, and I'm fine with that. We love horror movies. But where's the fucking creature features? Where's the fucking monster movies ripping shit up? And no, the alien and the covenant and the fucking the predators bullshit. That doesn't count. I'm talking creature features. Why am I saying this with an accent? I don't know. And the Romulan Ale is, oh, is kicking in straight here. To video. It's, it's straight to video. It's straight to video. I mean, you can find some good ones on straight to video. Uh, we saw a movie called Monster. Very solid one. That was that was another fun creature feature movie. You can find them on straight to video. But there's more shit than good, which we will get to later oh, in, yeah. the, in the podcast. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like, well, then now, look, this is what we fucking got. Underwater. <laughs> this is what we got. What a title. Yes. That makes me want to just rush right out and see it. <laughs> it's like, well, fuck, Underwater. man. Underwater. Underwater. Yeah. So, yeah, not impressed with that bullshit. So, uh, we did see the trailer, the Red Band uh, version of the movie horror comedy called Little Monsters, which stars Lupita. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I A- Academy it. Award winning Lupita. There, you know who it is, damn I it. I to say it, it looks adorable. It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. Josh Gad's in there. It looks like he's having a good time making yeah. fun of himself. We're, we're going to have to check that out. Mm-hmm. That looks way too much fun. Yeah. It looks like uh, Lupita's either school teacher, possibly, or counselor, maybe. or. It kind of looks like she's like a, a school teacher for like maybe kindergartners or yeah. the, the equivalent of right. Like, Daycare kindergartners, mm-hmm. something like that. They look really, really young. Yeah. And they're at a like a day trip, like a field trip or something. Yeah. And the zombie virus breaks out where they are, and she's trying to like kind of protect them from the horrors of what's going on. So she's like trying to make it fun, and yeah. while at the same time trying to protect them. Yeah. And trying to like you know like we're playing games. Yeah. But then she's like just decapitating zombies and shit. Yeah. So, like it looks hilarious. Yeah. And looks, gory as fuck. Yeah. Unlike underwater. Uh, yeah. So yeah, when a movie featuring twenty five. Six and seven year olds has more gore and balls <laughs> than your fucking underwater yeah. creature feature starring all adults. You fucked up. You fucked it up. Yeah. But this looks like a lot of fun. And uh, 
I'm surprised it's a Hulu exclusive. Yeah, that's bizarre. That kind of came out of nowhere. But, uh, I yeah. I know Hulu did that. Is that... Well, it was... I, I'm not positive. I think it was a New Zealand uh, release. What figures? What the hell is um, up with New Zealand? New Zealand? They... Their movies... We're having fun. Oh, no, We are having man. fun with their movies. Their movies, everyone's... Deathgasm 2 is coming. That's, you know... And yeah. they're the ones that brought us what we do in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Those bastards. Yes. And highly recommend the FX TV series, What We Do in the Shadows. I'm going to tell you something. It is hilarious. I hate vampires. Twilight ruined vampires for me. <laughs> I still love Bram Stoker's Dracula, directed yeah. by Francis Ford Coppola. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. I yeah. still love that movie. You like The Lost Boys. I like The Lost Boys. I'm yeah. okay with Interview with a Vampire. But What We Do in the Shadows, that movie is like a hug to me on a bad, <laughs> on having a bad day. Pop that movie in. That movie's fucking adorable. It's a great movie. I love it. And I love the TV show. Surprisingly, that show, I love it as much as the movie. Yeah. It's a great companion piece Mm -hmm. to the film, and I love it. Yeah. Thanks, New Zealand. Yeah, thank you. Keep going. Keep it going. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, check out Little Monsters, you guys, if you guys want to. It looks like a fun little horror comedy, so if you guys are in the mood for that, check that out. All right. Oh, boy. Yeah. Midway. <laughs> Midway, the second trailer, we watched that. Woof. And, um, Woof. I got excited for a little bit at first because of the cast. Mm. It's pretty damn, pretty damn impressive. We have Woody Harrelson. We have Patrick Wilson. And uh, amongst others, uh, uh, Thomas Jane. Luke Evans. Luke, Luke Evans? Damn it. Okay, Luke Evans is in there, but Thomas Jane, right? Is that Thomas Jane? Or was that Aaron Eckhart? Aaron Eckhart. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, uh, I was like, oh man, this might be good. And some of the war scenes looked okay, but then we got that, oh yeah, it's directed from the guy who did Godzilla in 1998. You know. Godzilla, and you could you could see it you know, forming. You know what I don't understand? There's tons and tons and tons of, tons you know of what CGI. I don't, understand. I don't understand. There was there was a movie that came out, what was it, two years ago? It was a, the Nicolas Cage movie. It was um, Indianapolis. That was the one Thomas Jane is in. Okay. That's where I got him confused. It was Indianapolis. Yeah. It was a story about... Uh, the USS Indianapolis, if you've ever seen the movie Jaws, Quint tells the story about the guys delivering one of the bombs. The bomb. One of the bombs to, uh, that was one of the bombs going, one of the two nuclear, or the two atomic bombs to uh, uh, the, you know, you know, the bombs. The two, one of the two major bombs in, the, in World War II. And uh, they got torpedoed. And the ship sank. And the survivors got attacked by sharks. Yes. And those who didn't get attacked by sharks, you know, had to had to wait, you know, until help arrived. But they didn't know, like, it was such a secret mission that it was a long time until help came and blah, blah, blah. Well, that kind of a movie needs to be told with respect and yeah. reverence and right. competence. But you see the trailer for that film and it looked like a piece of shit. And lo and behold, the movie was a piece of shit. It looked worse than this. So you tell me why Midway, a decisive battle in the Pacific, you know, a major event during World War II that is supposed to be like a heavy 
battle special effects extravaganza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would be given to goddamn Roland Emmerich. <laughs> you tell me why you would give it to that motherfucker who I gave know. us 2012. <laughs> who gave us these disaster pieces of shit films that all look awful. Who gave us White House Down. Who gave us all of these... His movies have not looked good since Independence Day, and I hate yeah. Independence Day. How dare you? I do not like We're Independence Day. We're stopping the Day. podcast right now. Okay, I'm, I, I, I do not like Independence Day. I'm sorry. I've never liked the film. I just don't see it. I don't get it. I'm sorry. I don't. Ugh. Okay? I get why people liked it at the time. Mm-hmm. I get why people like it now. Yeah. Will Smith was a big part of that. Right. If right. you take Will Smith out of that movie... Yeah. It, might not be as impactful yeah. as it was. It's fun. Okay? It's a fun popcorn movie. So, not, not, eh, okay. you tell me why you would take a movie or a story that that needs character. You, you need representation. You need characters. You need, you need competent filmmaking. You need heavy, heavy special effects. For the battles that they have, yeah. To because show. If, if the if the war sequences are are not convincing, it's gonna kind of take you out. Which of the, the movie. whole thing of Midway is this massive battle that right. takes place in right. the Pacific. Yeah. You tell me why you give it to Roland Emmerich, <laughs> and it's all well, over that trailer. You yeah. showed me that trailer, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. yeah. What the fuck mm-hmm. is this? This looks like. Something that came out in 2005. It does. Yeah, it does. Why would you do that? It looks like the people that gave us Indianapolis. Yeah. Now, obviously, I'm sure this movie... Well, um, uh, the movie I'm about to mention, obviously, I'm sure it was bigger budgeted than Midway. But the airplane sequences in Dunkirk looked real. It looked real. Dunkirk was not an action film, but... It looked the the plane sequences looked real. Everything looked real, and it just I, I get it. I get it with these big massive airplane battles. You're gonna have to do CGI to make it work, obviously. But some shots looked okay in the trailer, and then some shots were like, oh boy. <laughs> you know. And so it's kind of like, but I get where you're coming from, where you're just like, this is such an important part of history well, why can't we have both now know, i haven't seen the old old movie with charlton I, heston i vaguely charlton heston right yeah i vaguely remember seeing the original that's considered good right i i want to say it was the now here's the problem when i saw that it was on tv oh no yeah Oh no! Yeah, so you gotta you gotta think of it this way. Full screen. I saw a two hour and eleven minute film stretched out with commercials on yeah. television in full screen. Right. So this movie was very distracting. Now I remember the film being dialogue heavy. Now I was too young to know what was going on. Right. So if I were to watch the film now, I'm sure it's much more interesting because yeah. my understanding is that it was like. It was a battle of. It was a battle for yeah. the the region between. Right. It was between us, obviously, and, and Japanese forces yeah. in in the Pacific Ocean. So it was navy versus navy. Right. So it was it was a battle. It was right. airships and and ship and planes. So it was it was a strategic yeah. thing. So my understanding, it's 
it's it's going to be dialogue heavy and strategic planning and that's what i remember was a lot of dialogue but yeah. what did they do they go the goddamn pearl harbor route oh we got to make sure we make sure everybody's got a family and we got to make sure that oh you know this guy's got a wife and kid at home because american audiences can't latch on to somebody if they don't know they have a family and that was one thing and yeah. i made i gave props to dunkirk about that was that not one person was an avatar in that movie. Yeah. You had mm, a couple of people that you kind of focused on, but you didn't really. Yeah. You had a couple of people per per arc, because you had three arcs in Dunkirk. You mm-hmm. had three different timelines in Dunkirk that all eventually converged by the end of the film. And each one of those arcs, those those timelines, yeah. had one person that you kind of followed around. and uh, and But you didn't really know them. You just followed them. Right. But in this one, you take these people and you make sure you got to know that they're a family man and that's the stakes for them is that they're a family man. No, I want to know what was actually going on in the battle and what was actually being planned out. But no, I need to spend 20 minutes knowing all these assholes' backstories and then I have to see them all on green screens in these terrible looking (laughs) fights. When again, it's it's you can't compare a Christopher Nolan film to a Roland Emmerich film, right? Okay, it's like it's like comparing a Steven Spielberg film to a UV Bull film. Okay, you right. can't do it. You can't do it. It's not fair. And obviously, the special effects in Dunkirk are not going to be as CGI reliant as as Midway, right? Because you know, in Dunkirk, you've got some ships and you've got a couple of planes. Where in in Midway, you're going to have Battle cruisers. That's what I'm saying. And like, you're going to have multiple like dogfights in the air. C- they have to use CGI to and do that's, it. And that's not, that's not the problem. That's yeah. not my problem. My problem... But, when, but going back to Pearl Harbor... Yeah. I think the special effects in Pearl Harbor are probably better than this movie. It's possible. <laughs> but that movie was still shit. I'm just talking about the special yeah. effects, the battles but, themselves. It was wasted yeah. on a shitty story. On a really fucking yeah. shitty story. But again... The move this this trailer everything about this trailer looked like shit yeah. from what I from what I saw in the trailer and I've only seen the one trailer but all I saw was green screen yeah none of the effects look great now maybe they're gonna polish it up a little bit I don't know prove me wrong just yeah. please prove me wrong because that looked like dog shit it was looking like and it pissed me off because something like this deserves respect yeah show some goddamn respect for history <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> God damn, that looked well, like trash. Well, it, was, it almost looked like it's supposed to be like in 3D or something. It looked like a TV could, movie. Could you imagine? Midway in 3D. Oh, oh my God. Schindler's List in 3D. Oh, my God. You're killing me. <laughs> Any more Boy. historical movies we could just throw in 3D? Oh, fun fact. Toshiro Mifune was in the original Midway. Oh, shit. Oh, it's already better. Along with Henry Fonda. It's already better just because of that. Along with Henry Fonda. Oh, shit. Henry Fonda. So, yeah, that's Midway. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see about that one. Uh, Watchmen Season 1, the the newest series that Alan Moore hates already and and, (laughs) and hasn't come out yet. Alan Moore hates something that's been adapted from his work? What? I know, right? What? I know. I'm stunned. I don't believe it. (laughs) Excuse me. Yeah, and um, here's the thing. Uh, we enjoy the... We both read the Watchmen graphic novel. 
and we enjoyed the Watchmen graphic novel. It's a great read. Uh, and we enjoyed the movie uh, directed by Zack Snyder. And the movie's not... Zack, don't let him write. Just let him direct Snyder. Yeah. The movie has its flaws and it's not perfect, but it's a visual masterpiece. And it's a movie where I feel that it's underrated now. I'm going to say as far and as adaptations go, it's not terrible. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, there was only so much they could do. Yeah, and I thought the changes they made were sufficient. Yeah. And I thought they were necessary. You couldn't you couldn't have all that subplot with the scientist creating the fake alien. It was too much. The movie mm-hmm. was already two and a half hours long. Yeah. I thought they did fine. It's like, yeah, that that's for a TV show. Yeah. To do all that. Digging. But there was tons of social commentary. It kind of parodied superheroes a little bit in its own way. Uh, but... Rorschach was a fucking badass, and there was a lot of memorable characters. And I feel that that movie is very underrated. I think uh, time has not been kind uh, to to Watchmen. I think uh, a lot of people has forgotten that film. Um, but now they'll kind of remember it a little bit and get a little bit more buzz. Maybe people will go back and revisit the Watchmen movie because we have a TV series that kind of came out of nowhere. Now here's the thing. When we watch this when we watch the trailer for season one, visually it looks fine. Um, this supposedly takes place after the Watchmen film. We, we don't know how long huh? We know that for sure. I, I believe so. Okay. I believe so. Because they're flying around Night Owl's ship. That's true. So um, your what was your? It's it's kind of hard to tell what the what the show is about. It's very difficult to tell. Um, what the we got about. Rorschach vigilantes running around. Yeah. Um, there, it looks like there's some police involved, and we have a female police officer who looks like she's going vigilante too in the trailer as well. Some people are, like I said earlier, were flying around Night Owl ship, and they end up crashing it. Uh, we we really don't know. I mean, it looks like. There's no order. Yeah. I'm curious if something happened to where Rorschach's journal, because at the end of the Yeah, story, what, let's talk about your theory. Well, the I mean, end, the end of the movie. It's only like a, it's only, it's an idea. <coughs> it's not even a, a full So theory. what happened at the end of the Watchmen film? Well, at the end of the, of the story. Spoilers! At the end of the, the graphic novel and film, um, yeah. throughout, throughout the whole story, Rorschach, the whole thing, he was, t- the whole time, it's Rorschach's journal, Rorschach's journal. Right. He's, this is, he's writing in his journal what's what's going on his right. his ideas his thoughts everything that's happening he's writing it down right. and before he's he's killed um, he sends off his journal to the media right because he knew, his, he knew he was gonna die yes and and his, and his his whole thing was that no matter what the truth is always the most important whether or not it's good or bad and Osmandius's plan obviously was that humanity was on the verge of nuclear war which was going to cost the lives of billions so he decided to uh, create his plan which was only going to kill a couple of million people which would then unite humanity which it did he created created this lie that humanity could get behind obviously in the graphic novel it was that aliens Humanity was under the impression that aliens were coming to attack it was an alien the attack. planet. Yeah. And so they all banded together to prepare for the alien invasion and to fight right. them off in the movie. 
everyone thought that Dr. Manhattan went crazy right. and was going to kill and created his his attack yeah. against Dr. Manhattan various. was like almost godlike. Yeah, and in so his abilities, and so, so Ozymandias created this this multiple massive city strikes in multiple countries that killed millions of people. And so everyone thought, oh shit, it's Dr. Manhattan. And so humanity turned on against him and they all had a common enemy in Dr. Manhattan. So Dr. Manhattan had to leave. And so Rorschach knew all of this and his whole thing was that he was going to tell everybody whether yeah. it was good or bad. And, and everybody was like, you know, Osmandius. They need to know the truth. Yeah. And Manhattan is like, I know this is right. I know this is fucked up, but you can't tell people this. Because this is stopping humanity from killing from killing themselves. Right, 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 right. So, and obviously Rorschach knows they're at an impasse. Rorschach knows he's not going to not talk, but he knows Dr. Manhattan's not going to stop him. I mean, he's not going to stop him from talking. Right. And he's not going to let him live. Right, right, right. So Rorschach knows Manhattan's going to kill him. Yeah. And Manhattan knows that Rorschach's not going to keep quiet. Right. So... Manhattan kills him, but his journal's already been. He's sent already out. sent it off to the media, and so mm-hmm. the final shot is somebody at this newspaper place or this media outlet gets Rorschach's journal, and right. who, what, who knows what happens to it? Right. They read it. Who knows where it goes? Who right. knows who gets a hold of it? Who knows if they? It's a good place they, to start if they take it seriously. It's a good place to start um, for this show. I mean, the, the secrets are out, and they're like, "Oh shit." Yeah, and it, look, it just looks like the the, all, the vibe I got from the trailer. It looks like just everything is chaos. There's no order, so people are probably pissed off at the government and people the, these Rorschach vigilantes <laughs> who are kind of wearing his mask. They're going around doing their thing against the government or whatever. Uh, so we 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 really don't know. We really don't know what it's about. Now here's the thing. Are you okay with someone taking the idea and doing what they want with it? Because it's not based off of anything, um, so they can they can technically do what they want. Um, well, I mean, I mean, as long as it's good and well made. Here's and, the thing for me. Okay. Again, we're going back to my whole problem with TV shows. Is that mm. on paper? Sure, do whatever you want. Make it interesting. Look at yeah. Westworld. We watched Westworld the film. And we enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah. We watched the first season of Westworld, and it was very entertaining. Yeah, it was good. And now we've heard nothing but dumpster fire from season two. And I, I've been so turned off, I don't even want to watch season two now. Yeah. And now, that's how I feel about shows in general. Right. It's just like, it's not even worth getting invested anymore. Right. So, on paper, I'm sure it's interesting. But I'm just saying, like, you're not offended. No, because like, it's like, I've again, I've got the original source material. Right. Do do it. Do whatever you want. If it's good, it's good. If so, it's not, I don't have to acknowledge it. So Alan Moore should not be angry. Alan Moore is <laughs> Alan Moore, and he is going to be angry at everything <laughs> until he's dead. So he's, he's that's just who he is. He's going to be angry at the at the coffin they put him in. Yeah, he's going to be pissed off about that. No, nah, he's not going to like the way it's lined. I mean, he's going to be. He's not going to like anything. <laughs> that's fine. That's his right, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's, that's his baby. His right. Yeah. It's, it's his baby. It's fine. So, fingers crossed for at least a solid story. I mean, you know. Hopefully it's cool. 
and they someone <laughs> someone takes the lore and expands on it and it actually turns out all right. I mean, we'll so see. So we'll see. That's but we're not we're not super excited for it. No. I mean, yeah. um Hansel and Gretel. So we saw the trailer for this starring Beverly from uh, the It uh, remake that came out in 2017 based off of the It miniseries. She's in the film. Uh, but uh, visually, it looks good. It looks good. I, I enjoy the cinematography of the film. and It looks very creepy. But the, the vibe I'm getting from this movie is it doesn't look super-de-duper kitty. It looks dark. I really hope it stays there. Yeah. Uh, the I mean, I don't know if the movie's rated R. I think that would be great if it was. Yeah. Uh, but um, Hansel and Gretel, very simple story. You know, they come across this witch's house. They don't. They don't know if she's a witch, and she eats children. So she's fattening them up. Yeah. And then uh, our movie begins, and there's a chase involving and all that stuff. So that's basically what it is. From the trailer, though, it kind of looks like it's very brief, but maybe the the town is involved. Maybe they know something. It's very suspicious, uh, but we don't know. We don't know. I, I just all I know is that visually, it looks it looks very good. It looks dark, and uh, the lead actress Alice Creed. Yeah, that played the Borg Queen in uh, Star Trek: First Contact. I think she's going to kill it as the witch. <laughs> I think she's going to kill it. So, it looks solid. You know, Hopefully that's a good little movie. I'm just happy it's not like some G-rated Disney bullshit. It looks dark. Yeah. So, as long as it stays there, I'm all in. Ford versus Ferrari. Trailer number two. We watched that. Yeah. And, okay. Me and Lady Fat Blood... You love classic cars, like old school, right? From I, the 50s. I enjoy looking and admiring, but yes. I, I am not an aficionado by any... Yes, and I, I'm the same way. I, I love... It. Some cars I'll, I'll come across and look at, and I'll drool. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh my God, it looks awesome. But yeah, I don't know anything no, about the not, technical aspects no, of it. No, nothing like that. But... This trailer made me want to see this movie. Yeah, it looks interesting. Uh, great cast. Matt Damon... Uh, Christian Bale, um, and uh, our boy John Bernthal. But we have a rivalry between Ford and F- versus Ferrari. Um, and uh, we got some white-knuckle racing action sequences, or, or sequences. And uh, cinematography looks great. This movie looks like a million bucks. This is from the director of Logan and uh, The Wolverine and Walk the Line which is an amazing movie, and it looks like a million bucks. So it looks like a lot of fun. It looks like we're going to have some fun characters. There's some comedy involved, but we have the, I want the white knuckle. I want the white knuckle hair raising on the edge of your seat watching uh, race sequences. I I, I really want to see this in theater. And seeing this movie, I'm going to segue here a little bit later, but seeing the, the trailer is what I meant for this, the second trailer, made me go back and finally put in a movie that I've had on Blu-ray for years <laughs> and I have not watched. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. So that's how we roll. We ain't, ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. It's up to us now. I fucked up the lyrics because it's bad boys for life. <laughs>
Boys 3. Bad Boys 3. Now, Bad Boys 1 was a lot of fun. I did not get a chance to see that in theater, but it was a fun little buddy cop film directed by Lady Fatblood's fa uh, favorite director, uh, Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember I, I didn't get a chance to see the theater all my buddies liked it and uh, they said it was a fun movie and I bought it on uh, uh, later on DVD and I, I watched it and had a lot of fun with it uh, the cinematography was great the music was great um, the jokes were hit or miss but the, the, the key winning element and some of the action was fun the key winning element for the bad boys' success, the franchise's success, is the great chemistry that Will Smith and Martin Lawrence have with each other. That's what sells the movie. They are hilarious together, and um, they're, they're fun to watch, and that's really the only reason to watch these movies. Now, Bad Boys 2 now. Bad Boys 2 came out. I saw that in theater, my buddy Mike, and uh, that surprised me. It was a little too long, a little too lengthy, but the action sequences were way better. There was way more action. We had car chase sequences. It was more violent, and it was just way better. They, they, they tried to reproduce one of the greatest action movies ever, Jackie Chan's Police Story. They tried to redo a stunt uh, this, which happened at the end of the movie where they're driving down like a hill, crashing through other houses and stuff. And they, they tried. <laughs> they tried. Uh, they didn't do, it wasn't as quite conv as convincing as Jackie Chan's police story. Uh, but it, it was it was it was a fun movie. Uh, again, some jokes were hit or miss. Uh, the rat fucking scene. Did we really need the rat fucking scene? It's Michael Bay. You, you, it's like, what? what they, they talk about scenes that came the fuck out of nowhere in movies. Like, what? Like, Martin Lawrence is sneaking through the villain's lair trying to get intel. And he comes across two rats fucking. That's Michael Bay. And he has to stop and, and, and report to Will Smith, Mike Lowry character. He has a report to him that, wow, they fuck like us. They fuck like us. Yeah. <laughs> Gabriel Union was in the film as well. Whatever happened to Gabriel Union? What happened? She got old? She was in Sleepless. Oh, no. They got tea. Oh, no. <laughs> she's in Sleepless. I guess she's still around. But, uh, but yeah, Bad Boys 2, to me, raised the bar for the franchise. And it was still a little too long, but uh, the shit got real. And it got just way more epic, way more better. He just puts the first movie to shame. And that's why one of the greatest action comedies of all time, Hot Fuzz, they reference Bad Boys 2. Every time Nick Frost is like, hey, you want to watch a movie? Point Break, Bad Boys 2. Hey, you want to come over and watch Bad Boys 2? Because they know. They recognize. So, And there's shots from Bad Boys that they use in Hot Fuzz. The roaming around the camera <laughs> they're both standing there like badasses looking and the camera's, you know, uh, going... Uh, rotating? Rotating around them, yeah. And that's from Bad Boys. So, uh, as much as as much as the flack Michael Bay deserves to get, uh, the Bad Boys are definitely probably one of his better work. Uh, uh, so, I'm not really against this third film. I'm not... I'm, fuck it, who cares? 
we get another Terminator movie out of nowhere. So, fuck it. Why not? So, uh, the trailer looked okay. It looked alright. It looked funny. Again, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence. Chemistry is still there. Martin Lawrence looking chunky. Is he, he got the chunky cheeks, man. <laughs> I heard he lost weight. But uh, for the role, but he still got them chunks and them cheeks. He's still he's still big there. But uh, his character, all of a sudden in this movie, is all pacifist, and he doesn't like. It doesn't look like he wants to kill anyone, and I don't know what's up with that. It's a new character trait. I'm sure by the third act he'll be busting caps. Uh, it looks like we have a new team introduced in the trailer that was trying that was butchering the bad boys theme song, and I was laughing when Will Smith was like, "Don't." Don't ever do that again, <laughs> which was kind of funny. So I don't know. We'll see what happens as long as it's fun. But I'm not like offended or, you know, like, oh, God, why? I mean, we just talked about the possibility of Tango and Cash 2 coming out. Yeah. So why not? So Bad Boys Free trailer looked okay. Now, the king of all trailers. The king of all trailers that we've seen recently. And I kind of wish we did a trailer reaction video for this. Uh, Black Christmas, the original, is, is definitely one of the best horror movies, Christmas-related themed horror movies uh, ever. And John Saxon was in that, but Black Christmas was a great movie, great horror movie, very creepy uh, antagonist in, in that film. Very creepy, very, very creepy villain. And the remake was garbage, but it was still fun. It wasn't a great movie, but mm -hmm. there was enough gore and 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 laughs to yeah, you know what that was entertaining. It wasn't great, but it was entertaining. Now, 2019's Black Christmas. I watched this trailer, <laughs> and then I told Lady Fabblet about it, and I was I was stunned. I couldn't believe. I, I just could not believe what I what I just watched. Kid you not, listeners out there, friends, family. Uh, they basically showed the whole fucking movie in the trailer. Now, trailers have done that before. But this is like... They they show everything in this trailer. Again, we have the, you know, the college sorority girls going off partying. One of their friends goes missing. And then our, our mystery horror slasher movie shenanigans begin... But they reveal, I'm just going to say it right now, fuck it, I'm going to spoil it since the trailer's already out there. <laughs> they basically reveal that it's not just one slasher killer, creepy killer like in the original. It's a group, you got a group of uh, a cult basically, of sorority college boys that are basically doing that. And they show all of that, you guys, in the fucking trailer. They show it. I'm like, Really? They show they reveal so much that earlier in the trailer, you they introduce Carrie Elwes. That's right, as you wish, Princess Bride. They show him Menetites. as a men and Robin and Yeah, they show him as a professor, as a teacher, and by the end of the fucking trailer, he is the leader of the fucking cult. What the fuck? <sighs> wow. That's pretty nice. Wow. I couldn't believe it. You just saved us a rental. Price. And then we have you know our shot of all our girls getting all badass and they're fighting back, and that's fine. 
I don't know about the ho, ho, ho bitch line. I don't know about that. But I was just like, wow. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Now, there's been a lot of backlash because of this. Uh, I'm not the only one calling this out. So I haven't recently checked. But supposedly the rumor out there right now is they've scrapped the, the, that trailer and they re-edited it and uploaded it without spoilers. And I'm like, it's too fucking late. Yeah. It's too late. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's the problem. You're going to remake a movie. You're going to go to the trouble of, of remaking a film that's already been remade. And so what do you do? You change it. Yeah. Which is good. Uh-huh. If you're going to remake a movie, yeah. tweak it. Yeah, that's fine. So that there's different elements to it to give people a reason to see it. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But then you're going to give away everything in the trailer. Everything. I was And stunned. this is the internet. You can't <laughs> just, oh, it's it's a race now. Nobody knows about No, you're an idiot. What are you, 80? <laughs> you're an idiot. You can't yeah. erase things off the internet. Yeah. Nobody's going to forget that. No, I, I, I was stunned. I couldn't believe it. I could not so believe dumb. it. So, yeah. Let me guess. Be, this will be released in January. <laughs> so dumb. Well, it's a Christmas kind of horror movie, so who knows not when anymore. this will come out. I know, right? So dumb. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. So, yeah, Black Christmas can go fuck itself, at least the trailer. And you know what would know be terrible? What if the movie's actually really good? Well. It's like, good job. You fucked it over. No. Now, movie review time. We're going to talk about... A lot of the films that we recently have watched, um, some together and some on our own, but we're going to go through that. Some we have deep regrets over watching. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, Go ahead and talk about the first one. Okay, all right, so... Just short. So this one, um, I want to say I remember seeing this back when I used to be on Facebook, which I am no longer really too much a part of Mm -hmm. anymore. Um... And I was looking through, I was browsing Amazon a couple weeks ago, and I came across this, and I was like, this sounds familiar, and I checked it out, and then you asked me what it was, and then you watched it. Yeah. And this came out in 2011, 2012. It's that old? Mm-hmm. Wow, I thought it was recent. No, and it's called The Maker, and it's this little short film about this odd little... Uh, it's like five minutes. It's like seven minutes. Long. Seven minutes. Yeah. yeah, it's like this. Um, it's a. It's a. There's no dialogue. Right. It's uh, just classical music, and it's this stop motion short film of this odd little creature that's doing this mad dash, uh, scrambling to create this other creature that's similar to itself but not quite. Yeah. And it's trying to figure out how to make it come alive. And uh, it's trying to teach it things and this and that, and it has to do it before the out the sand and the hourglass runs out. Right, before time runs out. And um, I always thought it was. A, I remember I, as soon as I started watching it, I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember seeing this the first time like years ago, and it was so adorable." And you saw it. Yeah. And you finally saw it. I thought I was. I got a little sad at the end. <laughs> it was I was but like, was, "Come on, man! It was he's so, finally got a friend, and now he's, now he's gone. Like that's kind of fucked up, man." But it was it's seven minutes short, tugging at my heartstrings. <laughs> what the fuck? That ain't right, man. <laughs> Excuse me, but it was one of those. It was one of those shorts that was like, "Oh yeah, art." Yeah, art. A <laughs> uh, great soundtrack too. Yeah. Very yeah. really enjoyed it. I, I I enjoyed it. I mean, I can't remember the last time I really watched a short. Yeah. 
that stuck with you. Yeah. And that was, uh, the maker was fun. So if you guys yeah. have Amazon Prime, you might be able to find it on YouTube. It's probably. I yeah. mean, if I saw it on Facebook years ago, I'm sure it's still making yeah. it right. But yeah, check out the maker. Yeah. All right, now, create oh, your features. You know. Create your features. You know, you know, you know when you're bored and you make the mistake of, of perusing the aisles of Target or, <laughs> or, or Walmart or what used to be the now defunct Kmart and you come across those really cheap five packs or ten packs. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? I don't need this five dollars in my pocket. I don't need lunch. I think I'm going to buy this piece of shit five pack horror flick DVDs. I'll just, oh, you open it up and you're like, wow, they put five movies on one disc. That's incredible. That's so bad. You know, can I just, can I just offer you a suggestion? Buy a goddamn sandwich instead. <laughs> You'll enjoy eating it and shitting it out later more than watching those fucking movies. So, so you bought this years ago. I bought this a while back, yeah. And you bought it for one movie, which we haven't even gotten to. Yeah, yet. it's called um, Chubacabra versus the Alamo. Yes. Starring Dude from Chips. Punch. Oh, Eric Estrada. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. And that was enough because sometimes we 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 want to watch a bad movie. We want to watch a B movie. Like we we, we want to be entertained because once in a while you will get gems. You will be pleasantly surprised like when we sat down and go, "Oh, what's this Miami Connection movie?" Yeah. And it looked like a bad B movie and we're like, "Oh, let's check this martial arts B bad B movie out." And it's like one of the best B-movies we've ever seen in our lives. Yeah. We have a poster now of Miami Connection yeah. hanging on our wall. Yeah. 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 Who knows if we'll review that movie one day. But, <sighs> but yeah. So, when you, when, you, when you dive into the shit, once in a while you'll come out with a diamond. Unfortunately, this was not the case. Uh, I suspect none of these five <laughs> movies in this pack are going to, we're going to yield any <clears> And what was I saying them. earlier? Where's our creature features? Oh, and now I'm God. like, oh. No. Oh. No. This is where this is so, where we're at. So, first up, before first up is uh, before we get to Croc, Grizzly Rage was the first oh one we my watched. God, oh. Grizzly Rage. Oh. These are going to be very brief uh, reviews because <laughs> these movies in this pack that we got oh. that I bought is just wow. So Grizzly Rage started off as twenty five minutes of padding. Mm-hmm. With dumb people that you didn't give a shit about. And then it turned into off-screen deaths, the movie. To CGI. Not even CGI. To, like, gif blood splatter onto the camera. Oh, it was terrible. Um, and then it was just dumb. Yeah. And it had yeah. one of the greatest endings of all time. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to get to that. We're going to spoil this. Fuck, fuck the no, saving No, we're going to save you an hour and 25 yeah, don't, minutes of your life. First of all, don't, don't watch Grizzly Rage. Pass it up. Don't even watch it out of curiosity. But you have a group of friends... Uh, I don't know if they're supposed to be high schoolers or if they're college. I'm, Who gives I'm a fuck? College. Who gives a shit? So they want to go out, drive out, go hiking or camping or whatever the fuck. Whatever. Go on an adventure. So being dumb teenagers, they decide to just drive through the don't do not go this way area sign. Oh, it's a shortcut, bro. As, it's a shortcut. As you do when you're young and white and a horror. <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they go there and they accidentally run over a cub, uh-huh. a bear cub. They kill the cub. So Mama Grizzly is not is not happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> they don't even go uh, try to get help for the cub or anything. It's they, already dead. It's already dead. But they, they don't go tell anyone is what I'm saying. What are they going to do? They don't want to get in trouble, right? Uh, so yeah. the movie just, it's, it's a lot of nothing happening. Mm-hmm. And that's the one of the worst things you can have for a Kratia Fratia is nothing happening. Well, yeah, like 10 minutes of nothing but driving with bad music. Horrible music. Yeah. Horrible early 2000s alternative rock yeah. garage band yeah. garbage. Yeah. And um, just bad acting. Uh, two of the actors were okay, uh, the leads. But it was just like, you just, you're watching the movie, and I was so confused with some scenes. Like, oh, we need water for the vehicle. The vehicle can't move. Oh, I think there's a, a cabin down there. So they send the friend to go all the way a long time. So we have another fucking song to pad his trip to the cabin. This abandoned cabin. They try to find water. He goes in the cabin. He's looking around the cabin. He doesn't find anything. And then he walks all the way back to the Jeep. We get another fucking song. And nothing happened. Nothing happened. Like, what are you doing? And it got to the point where I was, at first I was like, this is all stock footage of the of a random grizzly that they're just throwing in. Because you didn't see them on screen together. Because we have off-screen deaths and shit, right? Mm. And then later, an actual grizzly showed up. I was yeah, like, oh, I think, okay. I think they rented either Bart the Bear for a day or Bart the Bear's protege or something for like a day yeah. or so. But it was it was yeah. not. There was nothing for this. Yeah. There was nothing going for this. So time. we're just going to speed through all this because it's not that much it's to not, talk about because there's it. nothing happening. But they, the, the, the car catches on fire. The Grizzlies on the on the on the vehicle, and so they rig it to where they blow up the vehicle. Yeah. With the bear on it. Yeah. Well, the bear survives. So the bear survives an explosion. Yeah. Unharmed. Yeah. No, no damage. No, no at least the side of the face fucked up. Nothing. Yeah. So then if they go from there. The bear chases them in back into the same fucking cabin. The female falls onto a bear trap. Her back falls into a bear trap, and yet she gets up and she's fine. What? Yeah. <laughs> Why did that happen? Okay. Yeah. How did that not fuck her up? But okay, fine. So they end up locking the bear. Um, here, here, wait for it. Very loosely yeah. locking the bear they, in the cabin. They end like, up not lock- even, like, like barely rigging the yeah. door lock. Like not even solid, <laughs> like not even barricading the door. Like not even a chain. It was just like... Oh, it's oh yeah, it's secure. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's 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 over. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. We're safe. Even though the bear survived a, an explosion, they lock it in a cabin and they walk away like everything is great. And I was just like, really? And I know you were like, really? Like seriously? So I at this point, actually throughout the movie, I was rooting for the fucking bear the whole time. Like just kill kill these dumbass stupid motherfuckers. And the bear, this is how the movie ends, guys. The bear comes charging out of the, he breaks through the door. He comes out. He he runs at our two leads that are left. 
And then the perspective is the leads looking like they they fell down and they're looking they're looking towards the camera because you're the bear bear view, and they're screaming like ah. That's the end. <laughs> and you want to know what? I cheered. <laughs> I cheered and clapped because I was like. Fuck, fuck these characters. Yeah. Fuck this movie. I'm glad the bear won. Yeah. Does anyone remember a movie called The Edge? Starring Alec Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins. If you have not seen The Edge, please go out and watch that movie. That is an underrated film, but it's a survival movie where they have to survive and in the, in the wilderness... As well as face off a man-eating grizzly bear. And it's fucking great. Go watch The Edge. Or go watch The Great Outdoors. <laughs> yes! Oh! Thank you! Thank you for that. I said, while well, watching the movie, I said to Lady Fatblood, this is supposed to be a horror movie, Kratia Fatia. And I was more scared from John Candy <laughs> telling the story of... What's his name? Oh, what, from the the ball-headed killer bear oh, in the great outdoors. His story of the ball-headed killer bear, John Candy telling his fireplace story to scare his kids, oh, yeah. was more scary than the fucking movie Grizzly Rage. Yeah. So avoid that bullshit. Next up, we went to Croc. And it was a Croc. Uh, <laughs> so, so we figured out something while we were watching Croc. Yeah. There is a great, It was better than Grizzly Rage, but it's still garbage. There is a greater sin cuz we okay, so after we ah. watched after we watched Lake Placid, we watched Lake Placid um, versus Anaconda. Versus Anaconda, which was just chock full of god awful uh made for sci-fi uh, CGI. Yeah. And Made for made for sci-fi channel CGI is is like right up there with you know Asylum CGI Asylum uh, movie company CGI where it's just it's terrible to look at it's ugly it's just disgusting but we discovered a greater sin than terrible CGI mm-hmm. and that is stock footage stock footage and Croc had quite a bit of stock yes. footage um, it had both. A little bit of CGI. A little. But it was mostly stock footage. Yeah. It had a couple of baby uh, crocs or alligators or whatever they were, and they were adorable. And yeah. And they made noises, which you were getting a kick out of. I was like, do they really sound like um, that in real life? Which they were fucking adorable. They sound like lasers. And I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to just like noogie their little heads and rub their bellies because yeah. they were so cute. Yeah. Elephants um, playing basketball. That too. I was getting a kick out of that. Um, but aside from that, yeah, um, stock footage is just like... It's the worst. It's so lazy. It's worse than bad CGI. Yeah. Um, yeah, Croc, it was probably... It was a more competent movie than Grizzly Rage. Yeah. You got a guy who runs a zoo, an animal you know, zoo. Yeah, they're in... I don't remember what country they're in, but... Yeah. yeah. And uh, you have the evil... Uh, Whatever corporation that, that, wants, that wants some, his land. Yeah, they want his land. So, so they try so they frame him. him yeah. And they release some of the crocs. The, but what they don't know is that uh, there's another cro- a huge gigantic was it African croc from or something like that something. or something like that. Yeah. Um, that's come over. Rage. 
Yeah. Mad- Michael Madsen's in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, like he's the in- Michael Madsen is there uh, collecting his paycheck. He's... And uh, he's fine. <laughs> he's as much as Michael Madsen. Better than be. what he was in Blood Rain. That's true. That is true. He is better. Uh, but yeah, not even de- semi decent stock footage. Every single stock footage shot they used, it was like, are we watching another movie? Like, what What are we watching? Like, are we watching a document? Is this National Geographic? Yeah. Like, what are we... It's like, it's so distracting. It's so yeah. lazy, like you said. Yeah. I was surprised by the end of the movie. Uh, but yeah, again, uh, Michael Madsen is the big croc hunter. Yeah. Uh, who's there to help, you know. And they all team up and they fight the croc and that's the end of the movie. Oh yeah, Robert England was in it too. Robert England. Oh, or was he in Anaconda? Wasn't Robert England in that one? Robert England is in a movie we'll talk about a little bit later. Oh shit! Which one was that? We're gonna get to it. What was it? Was it another one? It's towards the end. Oh shit! Yeah, you're mixing up your croc movies. How many croc movies did we watch? <laughs> oh my god! How many croc movies did we watch? So. Oh wow! Damn. You'll know what it is when we oh, get there. Oh damn! Yeah. That's bad. Um. <laughs> Wow, but anyway, I was actually surprised by the end of the movie. We actually had a, a, uh, an actual practical effect croc. Yeah, showed up, and they shot holes in it. You know, they blew it up with a machine gun. No, I'm not thinking of when he was young. I'm thinking of him when his wooden leg. <gasps> oh no, that was Anaconda. Okay, that was that was Lake Placid that versus Anaconda. That was Lake Placid versus Anaconda. Was it? Yeah. Okay, with yeah. with 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 um uh uh wishblade chick. Yeah. Was it? Yancey Butler. Yeah. Yeah. And and he survived. Yeah, he survived again. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about the other. No, movie. no, 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 we're no. Gonna no, talk no. about later. No, uh, no, yeah. I was talking about the one where he had the yeah, yeah the, the wooden leg. Right, he had the peg leg. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah, yeah. god! <laughs> wow. Also, there collecting his paycheck. Yes. Yeah. Wow, we watched three ridiculous croc movies and like <laughs> and more ridiculous oh my god so yeah they, they some effects the practical effects finally showed up at the end and they end up killing the croc and uh that's pretty much the end of the movie and he they, you know he gets the girl and blah 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 well, yeah, yeah they were already together but then there was this whole stupid thing because their, their crocs were let out and the the killer croc killed the girl's cousin and so the family got mad at him because they thought it was his croc that did it. And so she wasn't talking to him for a while. But then they realized it wasn't his croc. And so she got back with him. It was like, why do we care about any of this? Yeah, yeah. We don't care. Yeah. Anyway. Still a, a, a bad film. Yeah. But definitely better than Grizzly Rage. Yeah. Because at least something was kind of happening. Yeah. To move the story along. Yeah. Croc! All right. Next up. Keeping our creature features going here. Dark Was the Night, uh, starring your boy, Kevin Duran. We're not even going to talk about Maneater. Oh my god, I forgot! <laughs> but that's, how accurate is that? I don't, you know it's what? A, it's one of the most forgettable movies you know ever. What? I don't, it's boring. Next. <laughs> I'll briefly mention this. You have a movie called Maneater! And starring Gary Busey. So you know you got Gary Busey versus this killer tiger. Yeah. This come on. This is gold, right? This should be gold, right? Crazy Gary Busey. But no. They decided to 
have Gary Busey play one of the most boring, normal yeah. sheriffs yeah. in this small town. And it was like, you're hired, you have Gary Busey. He should be insane. Yeah. It's so boring. Boring. Yeah. Was the, was 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 Man Eater worse than Grizzly Ridge? I think it's worse. Maybe. I think it's worse. Yeah, Man Eater's so bad because yeah, again, nothing was happening. I don't even remember the kills, to be honest. No. No, they were they were kind of off it was the same shit. Yeah. Off camera, somebody dragging the body somewhere and it's supposed to be the tiger. And we have this stupid plot where there's this bond between the small boy and the tiger. For some reason, the tiger would not kill the boy, but he would kill everyone else. It made no sense. And then we had this British, super British guy, Hunter, Hunter, who was this, the whole movie he was talking shit. I have all this experience. And he looked at the boy. He's like, oh, you have qualities as well. If you can sense the tiger and you must be like me. (laughs) And then... At the end of the movie, he did nothing. Yeah. He did absolutely nothing. And I'm like, really? You're talking all this shit the whole movie, and you did nothing. I don't even remember how the tiger died. Nah. I don't even remember the ending. <laughs> I don't even remember the fucking movie. Not even worth mentioning. It's terrible. It's so, terrible. yeah. So, again, uh, stay away. Far away from Maneater. Holy shit. It was right here. Right here in my notes. <laughs> Right here in my notes, and it's that forgettable. Sub- I'm looking right at it. Your subconscious is like, nope. <laughs> yeah, so Man Eater is trash. Trash. But a movie that was a little bit better, unfortunately. God damn it, the last five minutes fucked it up. And it was a film called Dark Was the Night, again, starring your boy, Kevin Durand. And uh, it was a solid movie. It was a solid movie. It's a low budget film, you could tell. Um, but it was a very solid story. The acting performances were were, were fine. The, it was a competent movie. It was it was nicely shot. Uh, there was some suspense building because you didn't you know people in the town were disappearing. The bodies were showing up. People were getting fucked up. And nobody knew what really was going on. And then you find out later that it was an old uh, the myth come to life of the Wendigo myth. And then you find out later that basically because of construction in, in, the, in the, the forest. Deforestation. The deforestation. Yeah. It's driving them it's down. Driving, it's driving the, the Wendigo down. Right. And uh, now the Wendigo's like, okay, now this is my new territory, and I'm going to stake claim here and kill some people. But you had some moment of legitimate suspense, and yeah, I, it was it was fine. It I was, didn't get to see this whole thing. Yeah. I came in at the last, like, maybe 45 the third act. minutes. Yeah. And what I saw was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. And then... Um, oh, man, what the fuck? And then they made a huge mistake. I couldn't believe this. So the whole movie, there's been no CGI. Uh, when you when you see the any type of kills, they had the practical effects of uh, the arms of the monster. Uh, you see the feet of the monster walking around or chasing people. And so the end of the movie, the finale is the Kevin Durant plays the sheriff, 
and his partner have everybody in a church downstairs and, he, and they're defending them and shooting it and finding it and it's all a, a, probably a guy in a suit but you don't really see it this shot in the dark uh, you know location the lights are out so the movie did the movie did what it's supposed to do when you it has a really low budget you don't have the effects and it, it worked for me it worked it was fine and they're fighting this beast and then they kill the beast and then no before they kill the beast the beast everything's fine and right at the end the beast finally reveals itself and it's god awful now I know what you're thinking Oh, you finally see the guy in the goofy suit, and he doesn't look right. It would have been better. It would have been better. If you had seen a guy in a goofy suit. Because they just said, oh, we're just going to grab this horribly rendered, bad, piece of shit CGI monster from the sci-fi channel, and we're just going to take it out and throw it at the end of our movie. Yeah, and 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 the other problem with the whole design of it was that they they kept mentioning that it was this product of, like, Evolution, right, and how it should have been some kind of nature-based creature that had evolved and nobody had ever seen it before. Yeah, but in that respect, that type of logic, it should have looked like something from nature. Right, something. It should have had some kind of natural attribute. It should have had some kind of animalistic look to it, and yeah. instead, it looked like a messy, blobby alien. Yeah, it, it was terrible. It looked awful. Yeah. It, 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 the, it was ugly. It was like a joke. Like, is this a joke? It looked... Like, it is was, this real? It was so hideous. It was embarrassing. <clears throat> and it ruined what was a perfectly legitimate, respectable, low-budget sci-fi. Yeah. Not even really sci-fi. It was more like a... Yeah, it was a, it was a creature feature. Yeah. Yeah. But well, it, a whole monster it, film. It totally destroyed everything yeah, that the movie it, had built up to. Oh man. And so they finally reveal it and we were just like, No, no movie. Yeah. What the fuck? And so they kill it, it dies, and then you think everything's fine, and then you have that last shot, and Kevin Durant turns around and then Oh, there wasn't just one Wendigo. Wendigo, there's a hundred of them, and then you see them coming across the whole town, and that's the end of the movie. And yeah, the one, again, the obligatory one facing the camera. Yeah, again, like stupid. Same bad CGI design for all the Wendigos. Yeah, and it was just like, God damn it. Yeah, <laughs> they fucked it up. Yeah. So I don't know if you're curious, check out Dark Was the Night. Definitely over the other movies we just watched. Yeah. Uh, or just mentioned. Uh, just, but yeah, just try to try to overlook the terrible, terrible, <coughs> terrible, unfortunate CGI. Yeah. All right. The next movie I came across, and I was like, "This is kind of fun." It's a movie called Eat Locals. It's a recent film, and, and the the cast blew me away. Blew me away. I didn't really know uh, who was in the film. I just kind of just quickly clicked on it. But you have Charlie Cox in the movie. Uh, your girl from Doctor Who. What's your name? Which one? The, the, the oh, black actress, what's uh, her name? I can't, I don't... What was her character's her name? Her character's name was Martha. Martha on the Doctor Who. She was the sidekick during the David Tennant era. And uh, who else was in the movie? Uh, oh, man. I'm horrible with these names. Uh, he was also on Doctor Who. He played Vincent Van Gogh. Oh, I, I, forgot, I forgot I his, his name. name either. I'm God dang it. <laughs> he, was on the, he was on the Punisher. Oh, no, the Daredevil season three. Yeah. Season two. Oh, season two. Sorry, yeah, he was on that, but uh, but yeah, a lot, a lot of uh, pretty good cast in the in this film. 
Um, a fun little movie. It was a, a nice little slice of horror comedy. Uh, but you have like this small little farm area and you have uh, the vampires meet. They're all vampires and they meet, they meet here uh, to discuss the future of their endeavors. And each vampire is like in charge of their own district. And there's, there's some rules that have been broken. The rules have been broken. And uh, they end up killing one of their own. And they try to bring in a new guy. They try to initiate a new bloke. And uh, this young knucklehead. And it doesn't really go that well. But during all of this shenanigans, uh, vampire hunters sent by the military show up. Uh, and they basically attack them. And we have our movie. And we have our little horror comedy thing. So overall, Eat Locals uh, was a fun, uh, ex fun little movie. Uh, I recommend you guys check it out. Uh, there is a sequel planned, I hope, called Eat Globals. Or <laughs> something like that. Eat Global. I think that's what it's called. Um, I don't want to ruin too much of the film. You guys can enjoy it. But there's some decent action here and there. And there's some legitimately funny moments here and there. But there was something about the movie that kept it from being great. Mm. It was like, it was in the middle. Like, it wasn't funny enough. You know, and it wasn't scary enough. You know, it wasn't. It didn't have that much action for it to be an action movie. It was kind of in the middle, you know. But you do hit. You do get old lady vampire, super old senior citizen old lady vampire who comes out in a walker, and then she pulls out a big huge machine gun and <laughs> and uh, double stabs a guy in the in the neck with knives. So you, you get fun moments, uh, but I don't know. It just it could have been better, right. but it's still fun. So, check out Eat Locals. Now, we go from a, a semi decent fun vampire film oh, to now uh, a really bad vampire movie, which also stars a werewolf. Which makes us question our life choices and why we watch what we watch. <laughs> but it's called Wolf's Bane. Possibly one of the reasons why we decided to stop fucking around and watch some good movies this week. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> Wolf's Bane. This, um, was, uh, this was one of our five-minute challenges. Yes. Sometimes we'll come across really shitty movies on one of our streaming services, and it looks so awful that we'll be like, okay, five minutes. Let's give it five minutes and see if we can hang. And um, the trailer looked terrible because it looked worse than what it actually ended up looking like on when you actually watch the film. And it starred Mark Dacascos, but who's the best part of the film? Because he's hamming it up like yeah. like a ridiculous person. He, yeah, he knows he's in shit. Yeah, and he's his acting's over the top. Now, here's the thing: the movie, the movie's terrible. Yeah, it's not good. It. But what did I say? Remember what I said? I said I can see somebody had good ideas. Yeah. You know, this guy gets bit by a werewolf. He's a douchebag. He's a rich douchebag. Yeah. He gets bit by a werewolf. He slowly becomes a werewolf. He becomes a, he comes across this female uh, vampire hunter who's a werewolf herself, but she knows how to control it for the greater good, and uh, she kind of trains him. And then yeah. we have. Uh, a bootleg Van Helsing and another random vampire hunter chick, and they all team up to fight the vampires, led by 
Yancey Butler again, again returns yes. in B movie form yeah. as the evil queen. Uh, whatever. Whatever. Back in the old days. Uh, oh, it was Bathory, wasn't it? Is that who she was? Was that what they ended up calling her? Oh wow, I don't even remember. But uh, they, and I guess she was too powerful. Yeah, and she wasn't other, following the rules. And the other vampires turn on her because it, it seemed like it was one of those things where they. they She's they, trying to rule the world, and they're they, like, they, no. They don't want it. They don't want to draw that much attention to them. Right. They want a more copacetic thing where. Yeah. Kind of like eat locals. Yeah. That's why they were having the meeting. Yeah. Because somebody was overeating and overfeeding. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So Mark DeCascos resurrects her for some reason. <laughs> and we need a plot for our movie. And. So. Like I said, like somebody was like, "Hey, we're gonna have like shootouts, and we're gonna have some Matrix shit, and some badass werewolf versus vampire fight. Mark Castle's gonna have a katana sword. He's gonna whip that out and do some cool martial arts. We're gonna have this league of vampire hunters, and they're gonna team up with these these werewolves because yeah. they don't trust them and." Yeah, like on paper, uh, yeah, somebody had a lot of good ideas. It was just executed horribly. With zero budget. Yeah. And yeah. It, it was... We've it, seen worse. It's definitely better than all those other creature features that we just mentioned earlier. It's yeah. definitely way better like than it, that. Like, in better hands with a better budget. Like yeah, it could have worked. It could have been a lot of fun. It could have worked. Instead, it was just like a waste of an hour and 20 minutes of our yeah. lives. So. Yeah. <laughs> So we have our big throwdown at the end. Which the made two, no sense. The, it was yeah. very confusing. And I, because I'm watching the action throughout the movie, and the, the lighting. What the fuck? The lighting. Yeah. There were, it was like the movie had, it was so dark. There was parts where they were filming in the in these buildings, and it was so dark, like really dark inside, that we came to conclu- to the conclusion that they just did not sh- want to show where they were filming at <laughs> because there was no reason for those rooms and that built those buildings and all that to be that dark it was like we're in the school cafeteria we don't want to show that we're filming in the school cafeteria so just turn on the lights yeah. and just have one light shine over there for our main person like it was bad yeah but i the way the action was shot throughout the movie and I was just like, I, I called it. I called it, and I was like, holy shit, was I right? I called it. I said, this throwdown thir- finale fight is going to be a mess. <laughs> it's going to be a mess. And they just, sh- some random character, was it, was it the director? I don't know. Some random character just showed up and was talking in the rain. And they was like, dude, we can't hear what he's fucking saying, movie. Like he's talking in the rain to our our, our lead, our heroes, and he can't hear him. It's like, dude, get the mic over there. Like, what's going on? Like, who is this character? We still don't know who this character was. Yeah. yeah. So he ends up joining them for the fight at the end. But um, that in finale fight in that theater, whatever the fuck they were, yeah, was garbage. It was edited. To shit, it was so bad. It was so bad that we were like, "Who the fuck is this other werewolf?" We were like, "Who is this other werewolf?" Because yeah. we're supposed to be following our lead character, the douchebag, who's now not a douchebag anymore, who now knows how to control uh, him being a lichen, and 
it's edited so bad because you see a guy with werewolf facial hair on. He has a werewolf makeup. And then all of a sudden it cuts back to our actor. And then it cuts back to this dude. And it cuts back to... It, it was so bad. It felt like it was like two people. Like, what is happening? But it was supposed to be the same character. So it was like, we, we could put werewolf facial hair on the stunt double of the actor, but not the actor? It was, it was so bad. It was so bad. So, yeah. And then they sequel baited the fucking movie, too. I was like, really? Really? Wolfsbane, don't. Just don't. Yeah. Just go home. You tried. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So we're going to move on from that. But yeah, uh, interesting ideas. It could have been a lot of fun in better hands. But, whoo. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Next up is a movie I never heard of. And it intrigued me. It was on Netflix. It's a movie starring James Caan and uh, Christopher Lambert from Highlander fame. It's a movie called North Star. Never seen anything on it. Never heard anything on it. And uh, when you when you leave it on the thumbnail on Netflix, you know the movie starts to play a little bit. And the cinematography looked good. Like it looked like a real legit movie for Christopher. Like it didn't look like. Some of the low-budget straight-to-video movies that he stars in sometimes. And I was like, dude, this kind of looks like kind of a big-budget Western. Like, what? what is this? I've never seen this. And I wish I never watched it. Oh, no. I wish I never watched it. Oh, no. I, 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 I am stunned. I am stunned with, the, with North Star. Not Fist of the North Star. That's my shit. But I'm stunned with the North Star. I, I'm really stunned. So you have Christopher Lambert, who's a half-breed, of course. So he's half Native American. And he was raised up uh, with a Native American family. I forgot the name of the tribe. But he, he's raised up with them. And uh, they're in the, the, the place where they live, the cave that they live in, has gold in the walls. So... James Conn, and he, you know he's kind of taken over the whole area, and he, that's the only area he doesn't have control over. So he sends his goons down there, led by Paulie from Ro- the Rocky movies. Oh, I what's his name? I don't remember. God his, damn it! I, remember <laughs> I can't remember his name right now. Who was kind of oddly casted as the the heavy, like the the heavy's bodyguard, like Paulie. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, he was okay in the movie. Sometimes he worked. Sometimes it was kind of like, "Are you awake?" Yeah. But he almost played Paulie. He almost played like the same character. Like he was a drunk. <laughs> and the, we even have a scene where James Con comes in there and starts slapping him and calls him a bum. No. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I mean, maybe this is why he was casted. I don't know. So to make a long to make a, a long story short, uh, they want to take over. And um, Christopher Lambert, they think they kill him in the earlier in the movie. They think they shot him, right? So from then on, I'm still interested. I'm still invested to see what's going to happen. And you get you get these 
cinematography, these sweeping shots of the town and everything, and it looks like it's got some budget, like we're showing off here. And I was like, wow, Christopher Lambert's in a real movie. <laughs> right? I'm watching yeah. this, yeah. and I'm watching this, and, and then, you know, he's telling his, his Native American family, he's, telling, he's letting them know, I'm going to go in the town, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out who's trying to kill me, and... And I'm going to get more information and see what they want to do to us. And obviously they're there for the gold, but I want more information, right? And the family's begging him, don't go into town. Don't do it. They're trying to kill you. Don't you know that? Don't go into town. And he goes, ha, 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 but they think I'm dead. So I'm like, yeah, we're going to get some stealth kill attacks. Because they show Christopher Lambert with this big ass knife. And I'm like, we gonna get some Rambo shit. We gonna get some stealth, ninja kills. He's gonna fuck with these dudes because they think he's dead. Here we go. He gets found out as soon as he arrives into town. Oh, I couldn't believe it. As oh. soon as he gets into town, the first first criminal guy goes, oh, "It's the guy." <laughs> I, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me?" Oh no. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. So, he he tries to barter with James Caan with a knife to his throat. He barters with him. He's like, leave us alone, and, and we're not going to give you the gold, and blah, 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 blah. I know what you're doing. You're killing off all these other uh, land settlers, and you don't want them taken over, and blah, 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 blah. Keep in mind, James Caan's big, huge racist against Indians and Native Americans. He hates foreigners and all that, right? He, he hates foreigners. <laughs> What? Sorry. Oh. It just sounds funny. You just get off, you know, if you're not from America, you don't deserve land here. Even though they're, they're Indian, they're Native Americans. Huh? Even though they're Native Americans. Who? The Native Americans. It's, it's just, that's just, it's, I'm just, it's just, that's it's his character. irony! Yeah, I know. No, that's just his character. That's funny. It's funny if you think about it like that, yeah? yeah. Uh, but it doesn't work out. They get into a brawl, and um, he ends up, Christopher Lambert ends up taking uh, James Caan's girl hostage. And I have not seen this actress in anything else but Braveheart. She played Mel Gibson's wife in Braveheart. And she was in this movie. Uh, I was like, oh my God. I was like, yeah, I haven't seen her in anything else. So he takes her hostage. Um, You know, they take care of her and she's whiny and whatever. Just, I don't care. I don't care what's happening right now. But I'm still like, okay, let's see where this goes, right? So, so now James Conn and his crew are looking for them, right? So over time, they don't fall in love, but over time, he starts to tell his story and what James Conn's been doing this whole time, and that James Conn killed his relatives already, and she's doesn't know if she should believe him or not because James Conn's her man. And, you know, but she's kind of warming up to Christopher Lambert a little bit. And then we have this scene where they're in a cabin. He's taking care of her. And then James Conn's men show up. Big shootout. She runs out there. Christopher Lambert escapes with his dog. And, or wolf, pet wolf or whatever. And uh, James Conn sees how she's dressed. So he can, because she had a fancy dress on when he took her, but now she's all like taken care of and wearing Native American type clothing and all that. And he's James Scott, just like acting, is over the top. He's very over the top. In this movie, he's bug eyed. What are you wearing? 
What are you wearing? You're with him, aren't you? You love him, don't you? You whore. You slat. Like, he's just like, so I'm like, oh my God. Like, where did this come from, right? Yeah. But it woke me up at least. I, was, you know, I wasn't <laughs> bored. I wasn't bored anymore, right? Right. I wasn't looking like fucking Burt Ward. Wow, Burt Ward? <laughs> Burt Ward! Did you guys know Robin was in this movie? Burt Young. That's Paulie's name. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Gee Willikers. <laughs> Mr. James Conn? No. Holy moly. Anyway, holy rusted metal, Batman. Mm. Anyway, uh <laughs> Bert Young. Yeah. So anyway, she runs away from him and you know, whatever, and now she's on her own. So soldiers show up to declare martial law in the town because of James Conn's dealings, right? right? So they're out there trying to find them too. They bring James Conn, you know, him and his men back because they need to be talking to him because of all these murders. And so they, they pick up the girl and they take her back into town, whatever, right? So uh, keep in mind, he has a Native American uh, guide, a tracker, James Conn does with his crew to help them find Christopher Lambert. So Christopher Lambert leads them back to this mountain kind of cave area. And by at this point, only James Conn. Oh, <laughs> rewind. Before before they get to the before they get to the mountain, the mountain cave, uh, <laughs> we have this scene came the fuck out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. It wasn't even necessary. It brought nothing to the movie. And it was just like, why? What the fuck did that come from? So you have a scene where James Conn's sitting down like this, bug-eyed, you know, looking at the fireplace, right? I mean, the the, the fire, right? He's looking at the fire. For the record, I really wish you guys could see Fat Samurai Guy's face as he's doing James Conn. Uh, it's it's all been gold. I'm sorry you had to miss out on that. So he's just sitting there like this. And out of nowhere, the, the Indian guy that they have comes up and he goes, You know, don't you? You know, don't you? You don't, You never really needed me here anyway. You're one of us. So then James Conn gets super bug-eyed, stands up and turns around, and he goes, and he starts walking towards him bug-eyed. And then he goes, don't worry, your secret's safe with me that you're half-breed, just like him. You're, you're one of us. You're you're us. And so James Cowan just walks up to him and stabs him and kills him, and then that guy's dead. This brought nothing to the story, and it never it's never referenced again. So, so he's half-native. But he's really racist and shit, yeah. But it doesn't come back later. Nope. It was just there. Just it came out of nowhere. Okay. No, out of nowhere. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, right. we get to the scene where it's 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 you know, him and Bert Young, yeah. um, uh, chase Christopher Lambert into this mountain cave thing, whatever. An hour and twenty. I timed it. Well, I checked the time. An hour. I think there was another guy. There was another. There was maybe two other people there. An hour. And 25 goes by. 25 minutes. And Christopher Lambert 
finally kill somebody. What the fuck? What the fuck? Keep in mind, the beginning of the movie, <laughs> they already think I'm dead. Setting up something that could be interesting. Showing off his big, huge knife, right? Mm. Showing off that he has these skills, right? Nothing. Doesn't, doesn't use a gun. Doesn't shoot anyone. I think he threw one punch. I think he threw one punch. And after an hour and 25 goes by, he finally stabs someone with a fucking knife. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. I was like, really? And then him and Burt Young get into this scrap. And then hilariously, it looked fucking hilarious. I was just laughing my ass off. There's like a statue inside the mountain, right? <laughs> and then out of nowhere, the statue falls forward like this. And James, James Conn is behind it going, <laughs> like, buck-eyed. Because he pushes the statue over, which causes, when they're, they're tangled up in, um, not rope, but vines. Uh-huh. Which is linked to the statue. Uh-huh. So the statue falls down, the, it, go, it falls out of the mountain, dragging Christopher Lambert and Burt, Burt Young uh-huh. out of the mountain and into the water, into the ice water, right? Uh-huh. But the way it looked, I was laughing my ass off because it came out of nowhere. Just, poof, and just He's just standing there like, hey, it's ridiculous. Uh-huh. So he ends up killing Burt Young in the water. He survives. And then that's it. That is it. There's no finale fight between Lambert and, and James Caan. There's no last man standing gun duel. There's no knife battle. Between two half-breeds, you set up that shit. Right? Yeah. You set up that shit. You know, maybe we can have a knife battle here. Right? Nope, nothing. James Caan goes back to town. Every, he's like, has a big meeting with the town. This is what I... Because he, he kind of runs the town a little bit. Uh-huh. And he goes, I have these plans, and I have this, and we should be all good, and the future is ours, and fuck the foreigners, and and uh, let's stay racist together. And then all of a sudden, you see uh, uh, the chick from Braveheart show up, and she's standing there, and she points, and you see the soldiers uh, coming in to arrest James Caan, because they found out you know, the the shady stuff he was doing and the murders he caused. And that's the end of the fucking movie. Oh, dear. Yeah. I was like, wow. What was the point of this fucking movie? So what happened to Christopher Lambert? Huh? What happened to Christopher He Lambert? ends up showing up at the end. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We, I forgot. I, I tuned out. <laughs> I checked out at that point. But he's James Conn. They they go to take him to prison. That's there, you know, the jail cell. That's there. He uses his half Native American skills to escape, and he kills the two guards. And he goes straight to the girl's room to kill his ex girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And then finally, Lambert shows up out of nowhere and stabs him in the back. Oh! And then he turns around and goes, (laughs) and then walks away. Sorry. Yeah, so oh, North dear. Star. Oh, I I, no. I don't know who this movie was for. Oh dear. Like I don't see I don't even see Western fans yeah. liking this movie. Oh dear. And you have fucking Christopher Lambert 
he should have been killing all of these James Conn dudes. Freaking him. Can you imagine how cool that would have been? James Conn's just like, what is happening? My men keep dropping, they're dropping like flies around here. What the fuck's going on? And maybe a legend gets started. Rumors in the town, you know, about Christopher Lambert. Maybe it's his spirit coming for revenge. You know, you could have done anything. Yeah. And we did nothing. An hour and 25 went by until he finally did fucking something. Yeah. And I just couldn't understand. Like, this movie looks great. Yeah. And it's just like, what the fuck happened? (laughs) So, North Star, listeners. uh, Yeah, stay away. Stay away from that waste of time. That's pretty sad. I'd rather watch fucking Fortress. So... (laughs) I'm not really bashing Fortress, but you get what you get what I'm trying to say here. All right, so back to uh, oh, before I get to my segue, go ahead and talk about Whiplash. Oh. Now we're on the good movies. Oh yeah, we're on the good movies now because <laughs> we went through a lot of shit. Oh yeah, so um, yeah, so we uh, we're having a bad movie guilt this week, and. Uh, <laughs> This was one of three movies that I decided to just watch randomly after work. And uh, just going through the wallet. And I was like, you know what? I haven't seen this. So, fuck it. Why not? And, um, yeah. I, I get it. I, I get the accolades. And I get the uh, I get the acclaim and all that. I have not seen it yet. Yeah. Uh, listeners so out there. I, I, I will remedy this. I don't really want to get too much into it. Okay. Just because you haven't seen it. Okay. Um, but yeah. your thoughts on it though no I, I liked it it was it was um, it was a little hard to watch sometimes because it's pretty brutal like, oh really like what J.K. Simmons his character yeah he's uh, he's terrible oh. <laughs> he's um, well, I saw that one scene where he was like slapping the shit out yeah. of Miles Teller man because he yeah. kept fucking up the drum drill yeah Miles, Miles Teller's character he's, he's I was this, like whoa He's this kid, he's kind of an outcast, like he's, he, he, he enrolls in this school, he's in this school uh, to be, specific. He, he's there to be a drummer, he wants to be a drummer. Okay. It's set up that he's, he wants to be like the best, and he's in this regular drum class, um, but it's set up that uh, J.K. Simmons' character has this other class that's known to be like the best in the school, and he wants to... He, he the the first scene is him kind of auditioning for J.K. Simmons, but you know his character, he's not impressed and he just kind of walks out on him, and um, but then he comes back because you know or does he see something in him or is he fucking with him? You don't really right, know. Right. Um, and the whole thing is like in 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 J.K. Simmons' character's mind, he wants to just push whoever is in front of him to be as great as they possibly can be. Right. But Miles Teller's character at one point questions him, but is there a line? Like, are you with, with your methods, are you like stopping somebody, you know, from being the best they can be? Are you discouraging them? Right. Right. You know, but JK Simmons character is like, well then they, then they aren't worthy of it. You know, they aren't worthy of being the best they can be if they're going to be discouraged. So in his mind, he's doing the right thing. You know, he's not a terrible person. He's just pushing them to their creative best and all that. So. Yeah. And at some points, you know, Miles Teller's character, he is he he is starting to become kind of a, a 
I don't want to say like a, a douche and a terrible person, but you see shades of his obsession bleeding through and and you can see that he has the potential to be kind of an asshole. Yeah. If he becomes as obsessive as, you know, you know, you know how obsession can push you in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. Like if you become consumed with something, if you if you let yourself be consumed with something, you can become somebody that will push everybody you love away and you can your ego can take over and you will see yourself as other you know especially when you're an outcast and you may have talent and you see yourself outside you like in his case he is this musician but he has no respect he has no respect from his family he has no respect from his friends it, he doesn't really have a whole lot of friends and there's this really awkward scene at a dinner table with his dad and friends of the family and all that. And I don't want to get into it again because yeah. it's just like <laughs> some things are just really uncomfortable. But yeah, um, but powerful movie. It's 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 a, it's a it's a good movie. How was the music? I love the music. I love the music. This is really it's just it's all like jazz based, it, right? Yeah, it's it's all it's all jazz. You gonna get the soundtrack? Um, I might. Yeah, I might. Well, I'm next in line to watch this. I've heard nothing but great things. And, you know, better late than never, right? Yeah, the ending, uh, when you see it, I want to talk to you about the ending. Okay, Cause okay. just your thoughts. And yeah. I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. But I have I have things I want to say about yeah. the ending, and I can't. So. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it, and maybe be on the next podcast, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, the ending of Whiplash. Yeah. All right. Awesome. i got to check that out, definitely. Now, back to the segue of Ford versus Ferrari. After watching the second trailer, I got excited. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch this fucking movie right now. Damn it. I'm gonna, I had this movie for 35 years on Blu-ray. I need to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I never... It's not like I, I avoided it. Yeah. I just... I, I heard good things about it. I heard it was a good movie. I blind bought it. And just went in a wallet. <laughs> it just kind of stayed there. But it made me go back... And watch Rush, starring uh, Chris Hemsworth. And uh, it's a, based on a real-life feud between two Formula One drivers. and uh, Nikki Lauda and James Hunt was their names. And um, what a great movie. This is directed by Ron Howard, and it was a fantastic movie. I, I, I now feel like just... Well, first, I get it. Critically, I get what everyone else saw. Mm. But now it's like I feel like no one talks about this movie anymore. Like I don't, I don't hear anyone talk about this film. Like I feel like it's lost, another lost movie. Like it's just, eh, you know, this is. But it's it's a great movie, guys. If you have not seen Rush, go watch it. You have two. What's, what what I found interesting about the film was you have this big rivalry between two badass uh, race car, uh, car drivers, two totally different personalities but what was interesting about the movie was they showed the gray there's some things you're going to like about james hunt and there's some things you're going to you're going to like about nikki lauda and then there's some both but there's negatives to nikki you know he does some shady shit but then there's some negatives to james like oh well that was kind of fucked up but it shows the gray it's not like we have the the evil driver here and we have the the heroic driver it's not that it's real real life it's real life uh olivia wilde is in the film as well uh but just 
great movie, great acting, great performances. Uh, I'm not going to ruin it for you. Make sure you guys, I'm not going to spoil it. Make sure you guys watch it. But uh, beautifully filmed uh, race sequences. White knuckle on the edge of your seat shit. Good shit, great sound. And just a great biopic, man. Like, uh, I, you know, it's been a long time since I watched a biopic this entertaining. So definitely check out Rush. Uh, good shit. Now, <laughs> Oko's in. Yeah, so you blind bought this for me. Just because I love you. you goofy ass. Because I love you. Because you goofy. <laughs> um, yeah, you bought this for me recently, and I actually didn't wait five years to watch it. What? I know. Um, yeah, so, uh... This is an anime? Yeah. An anime, is it, not, is it based off of uh, anything? I wouldn't, know. TV I, show? I, no, I don't think it's based off a of TV show. So it's show. A, just a film. I don't know if it's based off of anything in particular, um, but it's adorable. It's, um, it starts off with this girl, she's with her parents, and they're at this, uh, this shrine, and they're doing this yearly dance and uh, she's not into it. She doesn't care. And the parents are like all, you know, we love to see you, Oko. We'd love to see you up there dance one day. And she's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Can we go home now? <laughs> and so they're like, oh, you're not into it. She's like, yeah, I just want to go home, beat the traffic. And they're like, okay. So they're on, they're driving on the way home. And um, they're talking about why the, the dance means so much and this and that. And... During the conversation, this semi jumps the guardrail and uh, right into oncoming traffic. And oh shit! There's this accident and parents killed. What? <laughs> and uh, wow! So she. I was not to, expecting you to say that, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So she has to go uh, live with her grandmother at the inn, okay. and um, meanwhile, she starts seeing these spirits. There's this one spirit of this boy. This young boy, and then she she sees the boy uh, initially in the accident, but she you know she doesn't know what actually happened. But she when she when the accident first happens, she finds herself on top of the car, and it turns out that he pulled her from the car um, and saved her from the accident initially. That's why she survived. Oh. Um, but he turns out to be the spirit of this um, kid that knew her grandmother when her grandmother was little, like her age. And her her grandmother and him were really close when they were little, and her grandmother always wondered what happened to him. Uh, but she moved away when she was when she was still young, and he ended up dying when he was when he was little, and he st he stuck around as a spirit. And uh, there's this other spirit that hangs around, and you find out that she's um, this older sister of this other young girl she's kind of like the stuck up she's bitchy at first but she's yeah. just really high maintenance but it's because she wants to be she has this other rival in but they're like a high upper class in uh -huh. that has nothing but the best of the best right and right, she right. looks down at oko's grandmother's in because they're very rural very like basic you know like they have their hot springs but they're like you know they're more naturalistic and all that but yeah, she yeah. looks down on them because they're not like you know high class and all that um but yeah, it's it's just it's this really cute story of of Oko um, learning to deal with the the loss of her parents and uh, the the sub the sub story of the spirits eventually learning to um, kind of deal with their their situation and that they're obviously sticking around for reasons 
and eventually they have to learn to let go and and kind of like go to heaven, but also they'll be reborn into you know another lifetime, oh, you know whatever. Yeah. Um. So it it was just it was really cute. How was the animation? It was it was really sweet. Oh. It was nice. Well, I liked good. it. I liked it a lot. But you liked it a lot. I did. I'm I glad you it. enjoyed that. I did. Thank you. <laughs> Next up. Oh my god. Uh, the stuff. Oh my god. The stuff. Directed by Larry Cohen. Rest in peace, Mr. Cohen. Mm. But uh, yeah, a lot of fun. I, I think it's a fun movie. Yeah. I, I, did you have any issues with it or? Um. No. 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 Okay. So imagine a crate fecha, but and this time, it's a dessert. It's a it's a, sh- it's an alien it's shaving cream. Yeah, it's shaving it's cream. Killer shaving cream. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 alien based. It's so they, you know some people find it, mm. uh, and they end up making it into a dessert. Mm-hmm. They don't know what it is, how it's made, but they manufacture it, <clears throat> and now it's the most popular thing going today. It's so popular that people are even showing up. At 3 a.m. in the morning with their kids to have, you know, go to like a drive-in or something like that. Uh, you know, just to eat the stuff. Mm-hmm. It's sold everywhere. It's the stuff. And, but, you know, what they don't know is that, you know, there's other objectives that the ingredients have with us human beings. But um, our lead actor, I can't remember his name right now, Moriarty? Moriarty, something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Uh, was the lead in another Cohen movie that we really enjoyed a lot. Yeah. Q, uh, The Winged Serpent. Yeah. Uh, but with the stuff, he kind of, he got fired from the FBI. And now he's just freelance or freelance investigator. And these other companies that are in competition with the stuff, they want to know, either we let's either find some out some shit, we can shut this shit down. Or find out the damn ingredients and give it to us. We'll pay you whatever you want, you know. So he goes and investigates and finds out some shady shits going down in the town uh, where the stuff originally came from. A lot of the workers have disappeared. But you get some fun, uh, you get introduced to some fun characters. Uh, Chocolate Chip Charlie (laughs) was a very over-the-top character who did martial arts and had furious... Fighting fists. That was the one thing I think I had a problem with. His character. His character. And he just kind of disappeared. And then he came back and then, oh, yeah. never mind. He should have been in the movie more. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you came up with this interesting, fun character. Yeah. And then he's gone. <laughs> and had him and Moriarty had good chemistry. Yeah, they had good banter. Yeah, and they then, were cracking us up. We were laughing. Yeah, and then and then he disappears for like the very middle of the film. He's gone for like yeah. fifty minutes, and yeah. then when he comes back, and then he's gone. Yeah, and he's gone. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Okay. Like, oh, boo. All right, yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, what a way to go. Uh huh. Yeah. But still, it was yeah. pointless. <laughs> yeah, we we did we definitely needed more chocolate chip uh, Charlie, uh, but. Uh, it was a fun movie. It's very, it's weird. It's odd, but it's fun. It's good weird. Uh, but we have our investigator Moriarty. At this point, it's like, all right, we're gonna shut this shit down. I don't even give. I don't even care about finding ingredients and all this shit. 
and, 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 you know, doing what I got paid to do. He's like, no, we're shutting this shit down. This is fucking alien activity shit. We're shutting it down now. This is got, this has gone out of control because slowly the people that eat it, the more you eat it, the more you eat it. You're, you're not yourself anymore. You become invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah, you become invasion of the body snatchers, you know. Uh, but not to reveal too much. Uh, it's still a fun movie. I think rewatching it again, the movie kind of fell apart a little bit for me uh, when he meets up with Paul Servino. That's when I was like, because he, he's like this military guy who has yeah. his own military sect. He could do he could do whatever he want. He has yeah. his soldiers. He's kind of a little bit of a racist, a little bit. He's a little bit of a you know, yeah. Uh, kill all the liberals, but he's a little you know. He said some things about chocolate chip Charlie that was kind of fucked up. But but his his character Moriarty goes to him because they need help because uh-huh. no one you don't know who to trust. You know the police or what, right? So uh, he goes to him and they basically raid. Uh, the factory where the stuff is being held and, uh, you know, our finale happens from there. So that's fine. Oh, that's fine. It just, it was just weird. Like the, the scene transition and the pacing around that time, it, it, I was kind of like, where are we going? I noticed that the like, score, where are we going even now? the score made the, mu- the, the movie feel like a, a comedy. Yeah. Like a weird action comedy. Was it too big? It was, the score was too it big. It was too much because the movie kind of starts off like a mystery, right? Like what's going on? It right. should have been more tension. It should have been more. I don't know. It, it just maybe a little bit more horror and less comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you if you want to make a horror comedy, fine. Yeah. But that's not how the movie started out. Yeah. Like like the movie. I don't know. It just didn't start off the way it ended. Right. Right. So right. maybe. Right. Maybe you got a point there. Maybe that's what happened. Because I just like, where are we, where are we going now? Yeah. Like, what are we, what are, what are we, what's happening? Yeah, like you, had, you, you pointed out that shot where Sorvino had that shot with the chick, and he's holding her shoes and she's holding the gun. Oh, at the end of the movie. And it's yeah. like, what? <laughs> what? Why? Are we, are we supposed to be laughing? Because that looks hilarious. Yeah. But why? I think that's this wasn't a comedy. At first, right. I right, know, in right. conce- conceptually, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You've got st- you've got whipped cream trying to kill people, <laughs> but you didn't start this off. Yeah. You've got body horror, like right. like Cronenberg shit yeah. going on yeah. sometimes. Yeah, but it doesn't mix well with <laughs> horror comedy. Yeah, right, you know, right. tonally that so, doesn't work. Yeah, so the, the, I think tone tone uh, was off a little. I think towards the third act, but it's still a fun watch. I think. Yeah. Um. But we we the the positives of the film are the effects, though. Yeah. There's some really fun visual and practical effects. There was a lot of effort that went in. Yeah. The, you guys. Some of it, some of you it guys. A little. Some some of it's dated. Yeah. But some of it's really legit, like really cool. So, uh, practical effect horror movie lovers will have fun uh, with some of the moments of the stuff. Um, but we definitely, one of the, the, the huge positives for me, besides the practical horror effects was we needed way more of those 80, those eighties, the stuff commercials are hilarious. They were, they were perfect. 
They were so accurate how advertising yeah. products were in the 80s, you yeah. guys. Yeah, you was, have to see this. Yeah, was, it's so bad. Spot on. People dancing, singing. It was so Everything ridiculous. Everything had to have a jingle and a song. Yes. And, you know, yes. It was so like, holy shit, man. We needed at least two more of those commercials, but yeah. uh, never enough. Yeah. Never enough. Never enough. The stuff. Can't get enough of the stuff, but yeah, fun, fun little, fun little movie. Uh, I definitely recommend you guys check it out for something a little different. Uh, now, Robin Hood, directed by Ridley Scott. Ridley hit or miss Scott. Yeah, Ridley, and starring which one showing up to the director's chair, Scott. Starring Russell Crowe uh, is another movie that I have not seen. I know it's been out for many years now. Uh, I bought the Blu-ray for really cheap. It was like $5. And I was just curious. I've heard... I didn't really hear the greatest things on it. But I was like, you know what? I really want... I'm curious. I really want to give this a shot. So that's why I bought it for cheap, right? That was like five years ago. <laughs> or I don't know how much longer it was ago. Now I finally busted out the wallet and, and popped it in. Okay. So... Uh, another movie hurt by pacing and I would have to say like North Star maybe about an hour and 25 goes by and then it finally you know finally for something to happen uh, finally it started to feel like a Robin Hood movie mm. uh, but that first hour man I was just like oh padding padding there were battles there was action. There was stuff happening, but you didn't care. Mm. You didn't care about his merry men. You didn't really care about Robin Hood. They didn't even bother naming Little John until an hour and 30, 45 minutes goes by. And then finally, why did I call you Little John? You know, I was like, oh, huh. I assumed he was Little John because played again by your boy, Kevin Durand. Oh, really? Yes. How funny. Yeah, so perfectly casted. Yeah. So I assumed he was Little John because he was huge and he and he fought with a big stick. So I, I knew that. Yeah. But if you don't if you're if you don't know anything about Robin Hood, then you're gonna be like well, who are these characters? Yeah. You know? So the what I didn't know at the time and uh was that this was a prequel. Oh. This was a prequel to the legend. They were trying to create a story leading up to the legend. And I didn't know that while watching this. That's why I was like, dude, this does not feel like a Robin Hood movie. This feels like Gladiator. <laughs> like, except not as cool. You know, it's just, it just, I mean, the, there's a lot of positives in the movie. Like, the movie looks great. Cinematography's great. All the acting from everyone is great. Russell Crowe kills it. Kate, Ban Kate Blanchett is great as Marion. Yeah. Um... Max von Sydow is that's my boy right there, that's my grandpa. Uh, <laughs> he's great in the movie, but the cast though, I mean, you got fucking look who look at who's Little John, right? Mm -hmm. Look at all the other actors that's in the movie, and you got fucking Prince John, who's the worst ever, played by Oscar Isaac's. Yeah, really? and he kills it. <laughs> he's horrible. <laughs> he kills it. And um, is there a sheriff in Nottingham? 
Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I didn't recognize who that was. Of all people. Yeah, I, I, he's probably someone you might know who he is. Really? Uh, I didn't really recognize him, but uh, Luke Evans opens the door and uh, lets Robin Hood in, and he points and shuts the door, and you don't see Luke Evans anymore. <laughs> I was like, what? Really? I was, like, I was like, is that Luke Evans? Like, what happened? Ridley, how dare you? <laughs> he was probably no name then. Ridley Scott. <laughs> There was your sheriff right there. Dude, right? Right? How dare you, But there was this other character. I don't know if he's in the Robin Hood stories and books and and myth, mythos and the lore. I don't know if he was. But there was another big main villain that worked underneath Prince John, played by Mark Strong. Mm. So Mark Strong's in this fucking movie, right? Yeah. Uh, Who also could have been sheriff Sheriff of Nottingham as well. Uh Uh, But Mark Strong's good. Uh, William Hurt... Mm. Um, is good in the movie as well. It's not Lost in Space, William Hurt. Yeah, yeah, he's good in the movie. <clears throat> like, uh, great, great cast, great cast, great actors. Everyone's no one's phoning it in. Everyone's performances are really good. It's just too long, and I know they were trying to do something different, and I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. They were trying to do something different and tell a different type of Robin Hood story, which I can appreciate because it's been done to death. You know, look at the one that Jamie Foxx in, uh, what's his name, was just made. That yeah. that fucking bombed and everyone said that was shit. But it kind of followed the same type of tropes, Robin Hood tropes. So, you know, credit uh, to Ridley Scott for trying to do something different. Um, but it just, you know, not until he got to Nottingham... It slowly started to feel like a Robin, like very little bit, not full on Robin Hood, but he once in a while he would rob someone rich, you know. It was little things here and there, but it ended up being this big story of everyone hates Prince John, all the other, uh, all the other uh, people in England they hate Prince John, so they want to kill Prince John, and Mark Strong was doing things in Prince John's name, you know, taxes, murdering, rape and pillaging to the English under Prince John's name. Mm. Or King John. Is that Prince John? Well, it looks like he probably becomes... Yeah, well, King John. Isn't he, he the prince? He eventually the, becomes the, king. The dad Yeah, he, he eventually and, becomes yeah, king. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but what you find out later is that Mark Strong's actually uh, French. But he's acting like he's, you know, English. I think he might have a little bit of English in him, but... Okay. And so it's all a ruse, and the French invaders are on their way to attack. So they want this... They don't want England united. So Mark Strong is there to help stir shit up so that everyone hates, hates, you know, everyone, basically. And so Robin Hood shows up and um, basically kind of convinces England to work with King John and kind of look like, look, everyone fucking hates you. All right. You need to, you know, everyone has requests, right? All these different families, you know, these rich families and stuff, they have their requests of, you know, and and the regular, regular normal folk too. Like they don't want to be oppressed by this king. You know, they don't want to be taxes and all this shit, right? They want their own type of freedom, They'll follow the king. They'll do, you know, they'll follow him. 
they'll respect him, mm-hmm. but they want their own kind of freedom. So they come up with this list of demands, right? And so King John goes, okay, I will honor, you have my word. I will give in to these demands. I will sign them, but let's fight the French first, right? So they all get together. We had this big war battle at the end. Still doesn't feel like a Robin Hood movie, but at least we have action going on. You know, at least there's some sword battles, I guess. Mm. You know, but what was really ridiculous though was, and I, it almost took me out of the finale. It almost took me out of the finale fight was during all the carnage and shit. Maid Marian shows up in armor. Oh dear. And Kate Blanchett looks ridiculous. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> oh no. No, if they showed Maid Marian had some training, and if they showed that she was a badass earlier in the movie, and that she can handle herself, I'd be kind of okay with it. But yeah. the fact that she just showed up out of nowhere and she's all happy and it was Oh no. It was bad. Huh. It was bad. And it almost like you just took me out of me being semi-interested of what's happening here. Yeah. So whatever. Me, uh, Robin Hood kills Mark Strong. Mark Strong dies hilariously. Because huh. he's Mark Strong. He gets an arrow through the neck and he starts laughing. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, but. Um, not a. It's definitely not. I'll give the movie this. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. It just didn't feel like a Robin Hood movie. But it's a good movie. I can't say it's great. It's definitely worth watching. And it's definitely not as bad as people said it was, man. They trashed this movie when it came out. Mm. It's fine. Mm. It's just long, but it's a well it's a well told story of characters. Just doesn't feel like a Robin Hood movie. Interesting. But it turns into Robin Hood right at the end where I mean you don't even have Russell Crowe doing badass bow and arrow shit. Come on, he's Robin Hood. Yeah. He does one badass arrow shot when he kills Mark Strong, but that's it. And then at the very end, when it's the, the England comes together to see King John sign the their demands, and he burns that shit. Says, Fuck you. I'm not signing shit. Yeah. So He's he's been evil since day one. Yeah. So the, it was all a ruse. Oh yeah, sure, I'll give in to your demands and sign this waiver or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, oh, fuck you. He's out. Yeah. And then after that, he burned it. And after that, he's like, I want you to hunt Robin Hood. He, then he brings his army, his men together to hunt down Robin Hood and his merry men. Uh-huh. And then Robin Hood has no choice but to leave the area he was living in, and then he becomes a full fledged outlaw. Uh-huh. And now we're like, now it's a Robin Hood movie now. Oh, dear. And that's kind of how the movie ends. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I, I appreciate the effort of trying to do something different. It was just, and I'm sure it's still better than the Jamie Foxx Robin Hood movie. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if they should have did this route. Because, obviously, it didn't do that well. And we're not getting a sequel. Yeah. So, that's kind of unfortunate. So, oh, well. But I don't feel like I wasted money. Yeah. You know? But it's a, it's a solid film. Next up, we have a movie that I can't wait to watch. I cannot wait to watch this. Try not to spoil it for me and the, our listeners. I can't spoil it um, for you because okay. I can't tell you anything. But you just watched <laughs> David Cronenberg, one of our favorite directors, <laughs> Videodrome, starring... 
James Woods. Oh my god, this movie was so fucking weird. It was weird. I liked it. Okay. That's about all I can say. It's fucking weird. Is there a way to kind of give our listeners a kind of a plot synopsis without spoiling anything? Uh, it's... I can't say it's the future. Okay. But it's kind of like this... It's this timeline where you've got this world where we're, we're just so dependent on media tv is everywhere we're overstimulated okay we're constantly like sounds like no we yeah (laughs) it basically is we've hit a point where you've got james woods running this tiny tv studio that they're trying to keep afloat they're trying to set themselves apart from all the other major tv studios and how does he do that? Well, he distributes like his his station specializes in like softcore pornography and violent, um, violent programming and just like stuff you can't get anywhere else. And that's that's the type of world you live in now, where okay. you can see you can see anything, and people and the media. You know, some people call they're they're questioning. Well what's real and what isn't now and if if tv is such a part of our lives now how do we know how do how does the brain distinguish what is real like is tv is tv part of our reality now because tv is a stimuli right and if it's a stimuli is it real how does our brain distinguish that gotcha I know. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, but, and so he, he meets this, he, he's on this talk show, and they're questioning him because he, again, he, he specializes in softcore pornography and violent programming and all that. And he's like, he's trying to defend himself by saying, well, you know, people demand it. You know, we, we run it because people demand it. Yeah. People want it. And if... If it stops them from performing it because it's an outlet, so they can see it, then I'm, you know, there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing. Okay. But then you got Deborah Harry's character, Blondie, who's got her own kinks, who's saying, "But we're overstimulated." Okay. And you know, but come to find out, she's she's got her own thing with pain. So you know, she's you know, she can't even talk. Um, but then they end up hooking up kind of, but yeah. yeah. And then he gets introduced to this thing called Videodrome and that's about all I can say. Okay. Without spoiling it. Because after that, it gets blurry. Okay. And you don't know. All right. You just don't know. All right. Visuals. Yeah. It's Cronenberg. You got some good shit. Um, yeah. Uh, Rick Baker did the special effects. Woo! And, um... Nice. There's some really nice practical effects going on. A lot of odd body visuals. Okay. Um, not nearly as grotesque. Well, I wouldn't call it as grotesque as what you get in The Fly. Okay. But you get close. Mm-hmm. You get some stuff that that's very odd. Yeah. I will say there's something that happens in the midsection region okay the stomach region that comes back a couple of times that is okay. very bizarre <laughs> and it keeps happening okay okay um cool but i'm sold but it it is bizarre top five 
Cronenberg movies. Um, we don't, you don't know yet. I don't know. You gotta watch more of them. Yeah, I need to watch more. It is it is bizarre. It's gonna take a couple of views to kind of wrap my head around <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's short. Yeah. It's an hour and 25. Well, watch it again with me when I, I watch it. I probably will. Cool. It's very, very short. And um, I want to see the samurai porn that he was trying to, <laughs> that he was trying to air because it looks fucking hilarious. What? You'll Wait a know, minute. You will know what I'm talking about. Wait a minute. What's you will, happening? You will know what I'm talking about when you watch the movie. I was not expecting that. It's the most that. fucking hilarious thing I've okay. ever seen. A okay. geisha whips out a, a vibrator. Wow. <laughs> a dildo, I should say. A dildo disguised as a doll. I'll just say, <laughs> and it, it was the it was the last thing I was expecting to see, and it was fucking hilarious and made me laugh. Videodrome, um, everyone. But very, very strange. Samurai porn. Very strange. <laughs> well, I'm down to watch it because Cronenberg, uh, at his best, is uh, cannot be matched. James Woods. Next up, Eaten Alive. This is a horror film. I always wanted to watch. Hmm. Um, I started. I tried to watch it like long time ago, and I got like five minutes in, and then something happened, and I had to go. Uh, but bought the Arrow Blu-ray release of it, and uh, we watched it the other day. <laughs> and holy shit! So yeah. this is this comes from our boy Toby Hooper. Yeah, Toby Hooper. Toby, fuck you, fight me. I love Texas Chainsaw too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is is the all-time great. It is a classic. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, which was a spoof, in a way, a horror comedy, in his own way. And and we, everyone hates that movie. We loved it. We had so much fun watching that movie. Chainsaw Battle, you guys, with Dennis Hopper and Leatherface. Do we need to say more? Chop Top. Chop Top. Come on. Okay? (laughs) The actor. Uh, Mosley. Yeah. Bill Mosley. Well, one of his iconic roles <laughs> is Chop Top. Comes from that movie. So, yeah, Texas is great. But anyway, he's done a lot of other films, Life Force, and uh, we might talk about that on another podcast, uh, and as well as Poltergeist. But Eaten Alive is one of his early works, uh, slasher film. <laughs> slasher, kind of slash creature feature. Yeah. And, uh, oh, one was, of the most adorable it? creatures ever. <laughs> oh, it was so cute. They, they made it for $5. Oh, yeah, it was super cheap. <laughs> it was super cheap. But uh, the Crocker Gator. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, we're going to keep it Croc. We've been talking about Crocs all day. But it might be a Gator. Is it a Gator or what? I don't know. God remember. damn it. I don't know. Well, anyway, we're going to call it The Beast for this for this review. So, Eating Alive, it starts, the, the opening dialogue is, My name is Buck and I'm rearing the fuck. Said by the beloved Robert England, <laughs> super young baby face Robert England, and uh, <laughs> proving to us once and for all that the role he had in the miniseries V, where he played a good guy, was a fluke. <laughs> And a lie. And a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was good at that character, but uh, but yeah, he is. He's. We all know. We all love Robert as his most devious, slimy. Yeah, that's disgusting. That's all we. That's all we love, Rob. Uh, But uh, (laughs) basically, this is not a complicated plot. This is a very simplistic movie. Uh, We have a. a prostitute that one of the worst prostitutes ever. I know that's going to sound bad, 
but well, she, she tried to be a prostitute yeah. and then she freaked out and she, then she, she thought she thought it was gonna you know she thought it was for her and then as soon as she <laughs> as soon as she realized what a prostitute was she was like oh hell no which which is kind of stupid because you mean, should kind of know i guess not but anyway yeah. she she gets kicked out of the whorehouse she loses her job that she had for an hour and because <laughs> yeah. um, she didn't want to fuck book uh, she ends up coming across this other inn super like raggedy broken down looking inn man like it's like super nasty inn and uh, the uh, uh, lead actor if you want to call him the lead actor uh, crazy old man who's had a history uh, of going to the whorehouse and freaking them out, and then uh, they kicked him out and banned him from the special whorehouse, and now he hates all whores. Damn all whores and people who want to have sex. I'm going to kill them all. But he ends up, uh, he's the owner of the inn, who actually has a pet, Croc slash Gator, that we don't <laughs> can't remember right now. Crocagator. Crocagator, that's what we're going to call it. The Beast. And, uh... He ends up killing his uh, tenants. Tenants, yeah. right? He's, yeah, the guests, but yeah, not, the guests. Nobody's ever really. A, a they're not there that long. Yeah, like yeah. The, the 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 lady. She 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 shows up, and it, everything seems okay. But then he like ten seconds in, he realizes she's a whore, and so that goes poorly. Yeah, and chases her, and then she gets you know. Yeah. And then this this couple show. <laughs> oh man! This couple show up. And what the fuck? What is it? They it wasn't a flat, was it? There was some reason that they had to stop. Well, he there. had to use the restroom. Okay, and then they have this little girl, and she has this leg. The dad brace had on. to use the restroom. Yeah. She has this leg brace on. She's got this dog, and this stupid ass dog busts through the fence and gets eaten by the crocagator. The crocagator, and the stupid little girl like. Loses her shit for the and for the rest of the film she's like unintelligible like yeah. for the rest of the fucking movie and you can't really blame her though a little it's it's the noises that they have her that they oh, dub her over with though that's the yeah. that's the irritating part yeah and and so so to try to calm her down they say here honey rest in filth so they <laughs> they end up staying there but then you find out that her parents are bonkers yeah like there's this underlying like it's never really discussed no but her parents apparently like her parents hate each other yeah like they like the mom like is resentful towards the the husband yeah and the husband apparently wants to kill the wife or something like and he hates her like they hate each other like yeah. he's got like all this pent up aggression towards her, and it's all done in like this weird visual where she's like nagging at him, and all of a sudden he's just like making this weird face and fist towards. I mean, it's, yeah. it's bonkers. It's so bizarre. At some point, he starts barking oh. at his wife. Oh my god! It's and she's like, "Shut up! Get out of here!" And then he eventually leaves. Uh, temporarily, but it's just like, what is happening? Like, what? It was so wonderfully bonkers. Yeah. Because the, the whole time, you know, you got the old, the old crazy man, uh, uh, the old crazy man yeah. who owns the place. He's the crazy one. Yeah. 
But now we got people living there that are just as crazy as he is, yeah. or at least the dad is. But yeah, so we got we got the uh, old crazy owner of the place running around who just at random decides to kill the parents. Yeah, like with a, with the, a scythe. Yeah, he kills the dad. Yeah, and then twenty minute or not. Not 20 minutes, but just randomly a little while later decides, okay, it's time to kill the mom now. Yeah. At random. <laughs> just randomly. Like, why yeah. didn't you do that 20 yeah. minutes ago? I know. And for some I reason, know. the mom's wearing a wig. Yeah, that we was... Never, we never know why she was in disguise this whole time. We no. never knew why. No. But so the, 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 the prostitute earlier that he killed, her family comes looking for her. Sister so and her dad. Yeah. yeah. And um, that doesn't go yeah. all that well. So they end up at the inn. Um, and, of course, the dad gets killed. Mm-hmm. Um, With the scythe. Yeah. And keep in mind, all these all these people he kills throughout the movie, he feeds to the crocogator. Right. And, uh, and then you find out later the crocogator was the one that actually took his leg... Which is weird because it's like he hates it, but then he it's his pet. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Yeah, but this movie's so fucking weird. There's moments where Toby's just filming our lead uh, antagonist. He's just filming him, and he's nothing's really happening. He's just walking around doing stuff, but he's just mumbling yeah. <laughs> like he's not really saying anything of merit. But I guess Toby wanted to stress to everyone that. Something's not right here. This guy's insane. I mean, this was like before he kind of goes berserk on everyone else. I guess he was trying to want to lead up to, yeah. like, yeah, there's something not right yeah. uh, with this guy. Yeah. Um, uh, but it was it was a fun movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I can easily see uh, snobbish, uppity-uppity people. Yeah. Hating, you know, a movie like this yeah. and calling it it's, trash. Because it's super low budget. Yeah. It's a tad sleazy. It's all, it's kind of all filmed in one location, really. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's. Or it feels like it. The, the, there's this lady that runs the whorehouse. She's got like terrible tissue paper makeup on <laughs> where they try to make her look old and it looks like her, her makeup's going to fall off her face at any minute. It's really bad makeup job. Like I said, the Crocagator looks like they made it for $5 <laughs> and it's adorable. It's fun. Uh, there's a monkey in it for no reason that dies. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's all over the place. It's, it's, it's a, but it's, fun. Yeah. It's a cheap, low budget, yeah. Sleazy, like odd, kind of batshit, but it's kind of worth a watch. Yeah, I just I enjoyed the the batshit craziness yeah. of the film. I, yeah. I, I found it entertaining. It's nice to see movies that don't really have any conventions and that don't really play it safe. Yeah. Like it just kind of just goes there. It's just like, a it's a slasher <laughs> film. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. So if you haven't seen Eaten Alive. Make sure you guys check that out if you want to watch a bonkers, kind of crazy, low-budget slasher film. But fun. And now, because that's how we roll. That's how we roll on the That Fat Samurai Guy YouTube channel. And that's how we roll in general. We go from eating alive to this next movie. <laughs> because we watch it all. We watch low-budget slashers that are bonkers. And then we watch high art. Which is going to be this next movie. Finally. Finally we watched this fucking movie, man. Now remember, 
babe, I bought this couple of, several years ago. Yeah. And it's called something called what, what did we call it? Disc jacked. What what was it? I don't remember. I got hijacked. What was something? I don't remember that they had a name for it. I don't know if we ever called it anything, but it yeah. was it's one of those things where you buy it, you, you go to the store, you buy it and it's yeah. sealed and you get it home. Yeah. And there was no fucking disc inside. Yeah, but our problem was for the longest time we wouldn't open up the case. Right. And it was too late for us to do anything about it. Yeah, it was too late to take it back. It's the same problem that we encounter if we buy something and six months later we pop it in and the disc jacks up and it freezes. Yeah. We can't take it back for an exchange. It was the same thing with this movie. There was nothing in it and it's like, well, shit. So, and that movie was There Will Be Blood. And this was the movie where I... So I had to rebuy it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I watched it and I was like, wow, that was really good. And I popped it in. I, I, I went to go check it out. I looked it up on Google. I'm like, oh my God, this movie came out 12 years ago and I'm an idiot. <laughs> I can't believe this movie's that fucking old. I'm so ashamed of myself. <laughs> um, but hey, as, yeah. mu- as much as we're, we're huge, huge movie buffs, but this... Movies that squeak by us. We only have so much time to watch there's, movies. And, you know, there's a lot of movies that we want to see, and it just takes us a while to get there, obviously. Yeah. It just it yeah. takes us time, and there's some but movies. You, but you watched it first. I did. And then, and then I was like, well, I'm intrigued, and let's, yeah. let me watch it next. Yeah. So that we can talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. And I'm right there with you. <laughs> like, how, it's, 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 here's a good, here's a good example of, filmmaking the differences you have piece of shit movies we we mentioned earlier or maybe even the north star where nothing was happening mm-hmm. and we wanted to fucking kill ourselves uh-huh. but yet the filmmaking and there will be blood was so good nothing was happening mm-hmm. but we were invested yeah and that's yeah Credit to the director yeah. and the people that made that movie man yeah there's a lot not happening yeah this is not an action film. This is a slow, this is a long, yeah. slow burn telling the story, uh, kind of a rags to riches rich story Yeah. about uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel, what'd you Daniel, call him? His name, oh, Daniel, give him all the Oscars. Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> Daniel, give him all the motherfucking Oscars. Oscars Day-Lewis. Plain, yeah. Daniel Plainview, I think his name is. Is it Plainview? I think so. Who's an oil man. Yeah. And he, he deals with oil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and keep in mind, like, the first... Holy crap. The first ten minutes of this film, no dialogue. No. No dialogue. And, That's right. And uh, in the first ten minutes of the movie is time jumps. Mm-hmm. And it's just to set up where he came from, what kind of a guy he is. Yeah. Like, the whole scene where you see him fall down, like, you see him using the dynamite... And you see him trying to pull up his equipment. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. you know, the explosion happens early, and then you see him fall down the whole, you know, the, the mine or whatever Yeah, that he is. fucks his leg and up. And he gets fucked up, yeah. and, it, you know, you just see him being so tenacious about everything, and you see yeah. him getting his, um, his, 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 his stuff certified, and he's just laying there, and just to show what kind of guy he is. Yeah. All this stuff just told visually. Yeah, so it was, it was I great. I can't get enough of shit like that. We live in a world where so many things in films are you just you get you get verbally told everything yeah. and you get things that are so dumb and you get movies that just are so they're so poorly told and and you get so much studio mandated okay people are too dumb to understand this so make sure you 
make everything crystal clear and reshoots right, right, and this right. and that that when you get movies like this it's like thank you yeah thank you for treating me like i have a brain no non-stop exposition scenes yeah explaining everything yeah yeah but uh another thing i really liked about this movie uh was the haunting score i did yeah the score very minimalist yeah. But when it kicked in, it the was like, score. oh, what is that? Yeah, the score yeah. was bizarre, but yeah. haunting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I agree. um but yeah, uh should eh, we guess we can talk about spoilers. The movie's been out for twelve years. Yeah. Uh Jeez. but but uh, Daniel Day Lewis's character is not a good person. No. And the movie what I love, you know, what I love about that, and it's the same thing with Whiplash, the movie even though the the like the character in Whiplash, he he has his reasons for being the way he is, but yeah. framing wise, you're not supposed to sympathize. Right. Same thing with with Plainview, you don't sympathize with him. Right. You just this is who he is. This who he is. Yeah. And that's that. Yeah. You, He's ruthless. Yeah. Relentless, and if if you get in his way and or become a competitor. Yeah. You're fucked. Yeah. He's coming guns a-blazing because that's just how he is. At the end of the day, he will even ship his son off somewhere because the son's a distraction now. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to be distracted because he has business. Because there's competitors. And he doesn't know how to deal with... And he's an oil man. he (laughs) He doesn't know how to deal with his now deaf son. Yeah, there's you know, an accident. Yeah. And his son lost his hearing, yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't know That's how to... That's kind of fucked up. He but. doesn't know how to deal with any of that. Yeah. You know, and he's going to need some help that he can't provide him with. So. And it's not his real son. He found... Uh, was one yeah, of, there was... There yeah. was... He, he... You know, the, the more the more profit he made, he, he ended up working with more people. And every once in a while, wherever he's working, there'll be some accident. And, you know, there's there's a couple of times throughout yeah. the film where people will die during the jobs yeah. that he's on. And more towards the beginning of the film, uh, there's this accident where he's um, he's with this camp with these guys. And one of the men has uh, his son with him. And him and Daniel are... The Daniel and the guy with the son are down in this the shaft, um, and this piece of equipment falls and lands right on the guy. Yeah, and uh, I don't. You don't know what happens. You don't know why the wife isn't there. She's probably dead. Whatever doesn't matter. But the next scene you see is well, Daniel (laughs) Plainview's like trying to feed the kid like alcohol (laughs) and whatever, and the kid doesn't want it. But then you see him. Uh, with the kid on the train. Yeah. And his real motivation is not because out of the kindness of his heart, he wants to make sure that the kid's okay and well taken care of right. and he feels guilty for the, the dad dying or whatever. No, it's because he knows that having a young baby with him will help entrust others to him and help him secure right, land and, right. and, and sales and all But that. over time you can tell he did grow fond yes. of the of the kid. Yeah. Yes, and that's and that's Which one of the is things that's really surprising. Yeah, that's one of the things that makes him Because he, of how he really is. He is a human. Yeah. And you know, humans are complicated beasts. Yeah, yeah. But he is still a, a terrible person. Yeah, I mean that that one speech he said when he was talking to that guy that was posing as his brother. Yeah. Um, he was just like, I hate all people or something like that. I hate everyone. Yeah. They disgust me. Yeah. And I'm an oil man. 
<laughs> so, yeah, and I will use their bones and blood and bodies in my oil. No, oh, I'm getting carried away here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, is this a horror movie now? No, it's not. But uh, uh, <laughs> just his acting is like, whoa, man. Yeah, there. Uh, props to the, I can't remember the the actor's name, but props to the guy who played the preacher. The young kid, the young man who played uh, oh, yeah. the preacher, uh, kind of using Daniel. Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Named Eli and his twin brother Paul. Right, okay. Sunday. Okay. Yeah, so he basically uses uh, Daniel's uh, oil rigging shenanigans in the town and taking over the land and stuff to basically try to build his own uh, church. And uh, because he's a pastor and the church starts to grow, gets bigger, he gets all these followers and whatnot. And then, uh, but him and, they had a good back and forth, him and Daniel. Like, yeah. for a second I was like, dude, is this our antagonist? Uh-huh. Like, that's the way, every time he would show up, yeah. he would always annoy. Yeah. He would annoy me. I'm not even in the movie. And he would be he'd be cringy and annoyed this just being a dick, dude. Yeah, like yeah. you know, where's our five thousand dollars? And nah, 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 this is supposed to be for the church and your 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 you know, your your oil company business is 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 ruining the town. He's every time he showed up it's like you can tell he's a thorn in Daniel's side. I wanna bless the the equipment. But, yeah. you know, you're going to you're gonna introduce me. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just going to... I'm going to bless the well. Give me a, a simple blessing and yeah. all that. And... Yeah. When I walk up is when you introduce oh, me. Oh, my God. That whole... Oh, God. I was, I was like, dude. Oh. He's going like, to beat this... I, that's what I was saying. I was like, it's just a matter of time <laughs> before he beats the shit out of him. Yeah. Which ended up happening later in the movie. Yeah. He smacks the shit and just fucks him up. Yeah. 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 And then you get a little hint of, okay, well, maybe this young preacher man isn't all that he says he is. Because a young preacher man of a servant of God would not attack his old man father and beat the crap out of him, just taking out on him because he got his ass kicked. And that's when I was like, hmm, maybe there's something different wrong, you know, with this character. Yeah. Something's not, something's amiss. Yeah, the whole show he was putting on. Casting out the devil. That whole show he was putting on that was so dubious. It's like. That's like showmanship right there. Yeah. It's like, what, what, what is that? And okay. what, what cracked me up was after all of that, like, get out, demon, get out. Like, after all of that, and yeah. everyone in the church is cheering and stuff, everyone's leaving, and Daniel, <laughs> Daniel's character walks out, and he goes, that was a hell of a goddamn show. <laughs> he walks off. Yeah. yeah. He basically just said it, just told it to him. Yeah. I was yeah. laughing. I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... All these accidents start happening, and he's all like, "Well, if you let me bless the well, yeah. this one—it's just really just the oh." Yeah. But that's a good—it's a good acting from the from the guy. Yeah. So, so now he's like he has kind of an oil empire, and uh, uh, the money is—he's raking in the dough. His son is a little bit older now. The son got married, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get to the. <laughs> oh, before well, before all that, let's talk about the the church scene. Yeah, which is one of the one of our favorite parts of the movie. Yeah. Um, 
So not too long after he beats the shit out of the priest, um, he wants to, he, he, he owns this whole area. He, you know, so he can uh, rig his, rig his, uh, install the drills so they get the oil out of the, out of the ground, right? Yeah. And so, except for this one location. And he goes and talks to the guy and it doesn't work out. And, but the guy's like super religious. So he's like, you know what? Uh, you need to, you need to confess from your sins. You confess for your sins, invite God into your life. Then, uh, we will let you, uh, run a pipe, run a line through our land to do what you need to do. Right. Mm. So he, of course he gives in and does it. He goes to the church. He's sitting there all awkward. And then uh, <laughs> the preacher's all like, anyone who know, wants to be absolved from their sins or whatever, come yeah, on up. And he doesn't answer at first. Yeah. And then he was like, I'll ask again. <laughs> anyone? And then and then Daniel kind of steps up like, me, I've sinned. <laughs> He's like, I've sinned. <laughs> and then he goes up there and it's, you know, basically he... In his own way, the young priest kind of gets revenge a little bit because he starts slapping him. Yeah. I'm going to slap the devil out of you. And he kind of gets, you know, kind of gets his licks in. Gets his licks in. Excuse me. Uh, but um, that whole, just if you have not seen the movie, watch that scene. Because that's just, that whole sequence <laughs> You see how good of an actor Daniel Day-Lewis is because he just channels three different emotions at the same time yeah. during that whole sequence. So because he did care about his son a little, he did feel bad about sending him away. Yeah. So and we've already they, seen him. We've already seen him at this point become like aggressively defensive yeah. about people mentioning his son. Yeah. Like he had that one really awkward scene with yeah, as a businessman trying to do deals with him, and he's all like, he mentions his son. I will come to your house and slit your throat, like, like yeah, like, like what? Aggressively yeah. defensive when it comes to mentioning his son like yeah. that, like even suggesting that he doesn't yeah. care for him and all that. Yeah. So we've already seen that at this point. So so Eli makes him confess that he's abandoned his child, right? And at this point, at this point, Daniel's been like waffling just to like show for the church that he's confessing and this and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's putting on a show. But at the same time, Daniel, I mean, uh, the, the young priest is beating the shit, slapping the, the demon out of him. Yeah. And so he's like laughing, kind of like, you motherfucker, you're slapping me. Yeah, is that the best you got? Like yeah. kind of doing that. But then going back cr crying in misery yeah. because of what he did to his son and it, it was just like, dude, how could you? I would never be able to, to act like that well, like my, in a like sequence my favorite, like that. Like my favorite point is like it's just the way he did it. He's already just, wow. Like he's already like he's already doing the whole bullshit. You can see it in his eyes how he's just bullshitting. Yeah, yeah, I've sinned, I've sinned. Yeah. But when he when Eli makes him say, "I've abandoned my child." Yeah. And he has this moment where he's trying to say it, but he doesn't want to because it's angering him. Right. Like he he's he tries to say it, but he's yeah. like choking back on yeah. it. But then he's like, "No, I have to say it because I have to. Right. I have to get this deal locked down." Yeah. And then he finally spits it out. And then Eli says, "No, they can't. They can't hear you. Say it again." Yeah. And then he says it again. No, 
say it louder for the people back there. And then he finally yells it out louder. It's yeah. like it's just that the whole it's it the was whole thing, it was yeah. a it was an amazing performance, but at the same time hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> because it just oh my, I was I was laughing during the scene like. Wow, he's channeling all these different emotions, and oh man, he's like, "I've abandoned my boy." So, do you accept God? Yes, I do. <laughs> like hilarious, oh, but uh, man, yeah, man. great, great scene. Yeah. Um, so, before we get to the finale, is there anything else? Mo- movie looks gorgeous. It's a very long movie, and slow for for a very long movie that slow burn. Again, I was not bored at I, all. I personally was. I was not bored at all. Some people might be bored. This movie may not be for everyone. Um, you know, because people want probably a little bit more narration and, and direction. You, you know, know, but and it, it depends on what you're looking yeah. for in a movie. But this is yeah. one of those movies where it. It just kind of unfolds in front of you. Yeah. And it lets you... You have to be patient. It, it just lets you take it in. Yeah. And you just kind of follow it and just let it just kind of happen. Yeah. And it doesn't really... It Like I said, like the its basic, basic story is this this guy, he, he wants to be successful in oil and he buys up land and he gets better at it and mm-hmm. he meets this this super religious town and he drills there and things happen and that's pretty, it pretty much but many other things happen in the, in the process and a lot of other little subplots happen this guy yeah. pretends to be his brother and yeah you his know, long lost brother that never they never met and yeah that goes his south half, his half brother and, yeah, and his, right. his son gets in this accident and goes deaf and he stops speaking because of it and he has to learn sign language and he sends them away and the, one of the funniest things ever was when he brings his son back and his son punches him in the face because he gets like he fucking gets pissed at him and he starts hitting him and all this shit um yeah which was expected i was waiting for that fucking hilarious i was waiting for that but Um, just a a powerhouse of a performance and and just a a, a, of a movie as well i mean credit to uh paul thomas anderson yeah remember ws is what shit <laughs> which is resident evil so just paul remember. what shit anderson so just remember the that's good- the bad anderson okay yeah oh uh, yeah but yeah just a fantastic film and I, I i obviously i wish i would have seen it when it came out uh 12 years ago um i think even back then fat ninja our boy Fat Ninja was he saw it, he was like, Oh, you gotta see that movie really? even back then. Sorry, Fat Ninja. Yeah. We should have listened. Uh, but like you know, better late than never. We were too busy watching Transformers. <laughs> yeah. Transformers. <laughs> anyway. Woof. Um even though we're spoiling the film, we highly recommend you guys still go out and watch it. But now it's time to get to the scene. <laughs> Probably the most infamous. Yes. Drainage! (laughs) Drainage! I drink it up! I drink it up! That's right! So, okay, so... So, the very beginning of the movie, you... Well, I mean, not the very, very beginning, but at the beginning-ish of the film, uh, this kid named Paul sells information to Daniel about this land that has oil that just like seeps from the ground. Right. 
and you you never see that character again, but you see the actor again, and that's Eli. Twin brother. Yes. Well, you find out that Paul took the money, and he got the fuck out of Dodge. Mm -hmm. There's a reason you never saw him again. He never went back home. He never shared the wealth with his family. He took that five grand, I think it was, for the information. He said, fuck you, poor religious family, you crazy mental heads. I don't give a shit about you. Took his money. He got successful. He bought some. He bought his own whatever, and he's living pretty good. Well, Eli became a missionary, and he got out into the real world and got himself into some trouble financially. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. got into some vices, lost a bunch of money, and decided that he wanted to seek help from his old quote-unquote friend, Daniel, who is now gotten himself so much money that he lives in this giant mansion he has just got his own bowling alley and shit yeah he has just <laughs> he's just come off of disowning his son because his son decided he wanted to go down to Mexico with his wife and start up his own oil company which now Daniel's Daniel basically is like that's a no no yeah you are now a competitor you are now my competitor and the son's like no it's not like that it's time for me to do something else, but it's not like that. He just wanted no. to do something for himself. It's like, no, but that's it. You're dead to me. You're not even my son. You're a bastard. Man. You're a bastard orphan that I just found in a basket. Yeah. You're worse than whatever. A bastard from a basket. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, It's kind of fucked up. Yeah. He made him speak because the kid, again, the kid could speak perfectly fine, but as soon as he lost his hearing, he stopped talking. Yeah. I don't know why that is. Right. You can still talk, just because you can't hear. You can still talk. Yeah, Maybe yeah. just not comfortable. I don't know. But he made him tell him what he was doing. Right. Which, it, apparently it's uncomfortable for him, because he never speaks anymore. So he made him tell him, I'm taking my wife, I'm moving to Mexico. And right. I'm doing this on my own. And he basically was just like, yeah, he told him all that shit. And so the son took his interpreter and he left, and that was it. Yeah. And, it's kind of sad. Yeah. But uh, that's and, just how but, he is, man. You know, Daniel Plainview is who Daniel Plainview is. Mm -hmm. And that he's never made any excuses for it. He, that's who he's always presented himself to be. So Eli shows up at this motherfucker's house, who again has just turned away his, his only, you know, adopted or not, his only family. <laughs> and expects him, because he's had dealings with him before, business dealings before, expects him to help him out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There that one plot of land that he was never able to secure, Plainview was never able to officially secure. Right. Eli has it in his head that they can go get it now cuz the old man that owned it is dead now. Right. The religious old man. Yeah. yeah. Well, Daniel was smarter than everybody and he knew a way around all that. <laughs> So, <laughs> as he explains it, so, well, so so he has this moment. He 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 basically says, "Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah." But first, I want you to tell me something. I want you to tell me that you're a false prophet. Right. You're getting revenge on him now. Yeah. Let him spout some shit. Daniel tells Eli, "I want you to <laughs> I want you to say you're a false prophet, and your God is 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 uh." Is your goddess is fake or something? Yeah. Is it fake? I don't remember the exact yeah. verbiage. I know, but I know the false prophet is like the first, the first yeah. part of it. So, 
And the, the kid's like, why would I say that? That's not true. And uh-huh. he's like, well, if you want to, you know, yeah. that's what you want to say. You, you want this money. Yeah, then you have to say it. Mm-hmm. So the kid starts to say it, and he's like half-assing it at first. Yeah. And that's when I was already, okay, here we go. Yeah. He was a false prophet. He was fake. Yeah. Yeah. So so he, Daniel, in a play of what happened at the church scene earlier in the film, keeps saying, I, you, have to keep, you have to speak up. You have to speak up. And so the kid... Over here is your congregation. <laughs> this is we're, we're in a church now. Over here is your congregation. You, so, you speak people way in the back can't hear you. So the kid... Speak up. The kid starts shouting it to the point where the actor's face visually is turning red. Yeah. Like you can see his face actually turning red as he's starting to yell it. And then as soon as he's done, Daniel just says, Oh, it's it's already it's already used up. Yeah. It's already done. Yeah. He's like, what are you I don't need to own the land. It, the, the, all the oil's gone. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like <laughs> It's like this <laughs> You have a milkshake? I have a milkshake. You have a straw? And I have a big long straw all the way over here. And I drink it up. <laughs> and I use my big long straw and drunk your milkshake. And it's all gone. It's all mine. Oh my god. I could I was I was just in, I drink it up. I I was drainage! Oh my god. I was in awe of the acting and laughing at the same time at this performance and just Wow, he just really just yeah. In the end, Daniel got his way. Yeah, he got his way. He's just as he's ruthless. This is who he is. Yeah, and you can't try to fuck him over, man. Yeah, he's gonna win. No, you know, by any means, <sighs> especially if you're a competitor. Yes, because he's an oil man. Yes, and um, yeah. And the, the the hilariousness continued because after that he just goes after yeah. <laughs> to beat the shit. He grabs a a bowling pin yeah. and goes after uh, the, the Eli, Eli yeah. and then beats him to death yeah. and kills him and yeah. splits his head open. Yeah, and just sits there and yeah. just chilling. And then the butler comes down because he hears the ruckus and yeah. he comes down and he looks at the carnage. And uh, Daniel turns and looks over nonchalantly and goes, I'm finished. And then the movie ends. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, and at that point, I was actually still ready for some more movie. <laughs> and, you know. And, but I, I was fine. If it, and, and I was you, fine with an ending like that. And, but you see, I, and you see what I was saying, how it was hard for me to initially explain to you. I can't really tell you what the plot is necessarily, and I can't even necessarily tell you what the point of the film is, because by the end, what is the point? What is the point? He's got all this money, he's gone through all this, but he's lost his son, he's a horrible person, the movie ends on him murdering somebody, you don't know what the repercussions of that are. What was the point of the film? I don't know, I don't care. I literally don't care what the point of the film is. It was was an amazing story, perfectly told, about a horrible person. Yeah. That was basically it. Yeah. Yeah. It, was it just, wasn't... Usually with stories like this, you always see the guy get his comeuppance. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, look at Scarface. 
Yeah. That's the perfect example. We love Scarface. It's one of our favorite movies. But look at what happened to him at the end, right? Yeah. But this was not the case. This was just, Yeah. I'm finished. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, but great movie. And again, better late than never. Yeah. Um, anything else before we wrap up the podcast? Um, no. I'm more movies to watch. We have we have more movies. We have quite a few more films that we have not yet seen. Um, a lot. We've actually been doing pretty well mm-hmm. in flipping through the wallets yeah. and going through and watching stuff. I might watch one movie a day at this point. We'll see. Depends on how much time we have. Yeah. Um, you never know. There's there's a couple of things on my list that I want to watch. Which ones is that? Um, I have been itching to watch Ikiru for so long. Oh, now. Ikiru, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, there's, there's just, there's Akira like, Kurosawa. Yeah. There's just a lot of stuff that I, I want to just eventually watch. We need to watch you just recently today. We just bought the, um, director's cut of Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. So I'm need, very interested on uh, that. Yeah. We need to see how that flows. Yeah. Because it, it just looks like that's our kind of ending. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, any future films you guys will hear. Uh, what we think of them on our Verbal Nectar podcast. We'll do more episodes like this, as well as, uh, you know, future movie reviews and content on our YouTube channel, That Fat Samurai Guy, where you can find us. So like, share, and subscribe our videos. Really appreciate you guys listening. Anything else before we wrap it up? I need to go to bed. You need to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Hopefully you guys had some drinkity drinks. And, yeah, uh, this is probably going to push um, four hours. Four hours, huh? Yeah. That's it? Only four hours? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, but yeah, thanks again for uh, supporting us and listening. And don't forget, you can also find our Verbal Nectar podcast on Anchor and Spotify. If you're on the road, hear us knuckleheads uh, talk about what we love, which is cinema and film. I'd like to thank all you guys. Or... Or, or TV. Or TV. Cinema and film tend to be the same thing. That's true. <laughs> a little bit of, a little bit of everything. <laughs> I know. I'm you know what? I'm tired too. I yeah. think that's what's going on. I think we but again, uh, thanks for hanging out with us and listening to the Verbal Necker Podcast episode our, number five. And our creaky chairs. And our creaky chairs. Because <laughs> that's how we roll. We are we are high maintenance. And low tech. And low tech. <laughs> That's right. So don't forget to check out all these movies we mentioned, except for the ones we said don't check out. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next podcast. You guys uh, have a good one. Take care. Bye. Drainage!